0: Double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, it's a football, not storylines. And you are listening to the 38th edition of It Splits. Today I will be recapping our tonight, or whenever you listen to this, uh, you might be listening to this after the Jets play the Broncos on Thursday Night Football because this is being released on a Wednesday night. Um, with the film coming out, this is as quick as I can get it done. So, obviously, I would like to have it done on Tuesday. So, it give you guys like two days to watch it. But hopefully you watch it after um, the brutal <clears> – <throat> well, hopefully you watch the film breakdown of the brutal loss to the Colts, which at this point, I don't even get mad anymore. Uh, I just get kind of – I just get numb to it. Like I'm sitting there watching the games and it's kind of – it's all happening and people are yelling at the screen also. I'm like, why do you care? Like, what, what, is, the point? <laughs> what is the point of caring right now about, uh, you know, the Jets losing with all these people who are going to get fired and all these players who are going to be replaced, you know. Um, like I've said from the start of this season, uh, even before the first game this, this year is about the young players. So that's what we're here to evaluate, the Darnolds, the Bectons, the Quinn and Williams, the John Franklin Myers, who's taking steps up, the, the Bryce Huffs, the – you know, potentially Lawrence Cagers and Barrios and Mims and uh, Davis when he plays and Zuniga and P. Ryan. So it's all about that stuff. Um, 13 more games to go. Uh, the, the the interesting storyline of the entire season will be Darnold. Uh, if he's going to be the guy, is he not going to be the guy? Again, I've made my, my case that I think he can be the guy, but he needs to absolutely show me that undoubtedly he will be a top 10, top five guy after this season. Um, and I think that's a that's a tough hill to climb at this point. So if the Jets do finish with those one of those top five picks, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. We can get to a really lengthy discussion about that if you guys if you guys want if you guys want to ask about exactly why I think that um, Monday six o'clock, like I said, every single, the first Monday of every single month is going to be the live stream show on YouTube with myself and Kyle Smith. So this Monday at six o'clock. So about five days away, we'll do some superlatives. We'll take some mailbag questions. So if you guys do have mailbag questions, uh, email me at joe period blewett b l e w e t t at jets with an s xfactor You can email me your questions there. You can tweet me your questions. You could comment on the in the YouTube uh, comment section below. We'll answer your questions. We'll do some superlatives, um, and then when we want to take calls. We'll have a call-in number. And then we'll also have the uh, the reactions down below. You guys can comment and we'll talk about more storyline type stuff. So I'll explain my feelings on on Donald and why or why they should, or why or why not they should move on for him after this year, if he continues to play the way he does. Um, considering, you know, I I know he has a bad coaching staff and what he's been surrounded with. It's, it's a loaded to- uh, topic. So I'd like to get into it in more detail um, on that Monday show. So definitely tune into that. <clears throat> Other than that, uh jorby 31 on twitter uh i i post like game day reactions there which has always been hot and cold one day i'm hot one day i'm cold (laughs) with with those and people i always my, my follower count tends to jump up and down from those shows um but i've been posting little film on my twitter not not a ton i'm gonna start posting some film in there but uh with trying to get these shows done that like last episode took me four and a half hours which this one will not um i'm saying that you know, while recording the first five minutes of it, so hopefully it doesn't. Um, you guys might be last, laughing at me and calling me an asshole if this is uh three and a half, four hours, but I don't think it's going to be. I only got fifty plays this week. I shortened it down a little bit just because of how short the shelf life is. Um the reviews this week uh like i said if you are subscribing on youtube and you watch on youtube if you just go to a podcast app real quick like if you listen to whatever you listen to joe rogan or or bill burr or you know the, the history podcast whatever you listen to if you could just search the podcast and, and drop it a five star that'd be great a review even better uh once we get to 75 reviews i'm going to take the last 25 reviews throw your name into a hat basically the list of randomizer on the computer i'll share that and then whoever comes out will we'll, uh, Win a free t-shirt, but we got I think we got five reviews this week, which is the best week I think we've ever had. So I really appreciate everybody. So um gree green whatever the hell, I'm really pronouncing that wrong. G-R-E-E bad line or whatever the hell it is. Uh appreciate your review. Matt J-Z, appreciate your review. Um Maurice G77, uh, very thorough, and no PS, love that uh p 18 and librero underscore two uh you guys both left long ones i really really appreciate all the kind kind of words you guys are killing it i was talking to some titans fans which by the way that's why i'm i'm, I'm rocking a titans cup tonight uh and raiders fans who were who are in the uh youtube comments who watch the show so i really it's freaking awesome so uh let's get on with the game it's uh 36 to seven, obviously brutal loss. Uh, the jets were relatively competitive at first. And you're kind of thinking in your head like, Oh my God, you know, the jets actually might win this game, might be competitive, but then it kind of creeps in that this is the jets of 2020 and it's not going to happen. And it's funny too. I, uh, I don't know about you guys. I'm not, uh, advocating betting, but if you do, I put $5 down on uh practice Barrios being the first touchdown, I like five for, I think it was like 95 or 105, whatever it was. And, uh, of course pick six the first play so you don't you don't pick that to be the first the first touchdown of the game or not the first play, sorry, the first drive that the jets have is a pick six and um and then barrio scores the next touchdown so that was that was that was fun that was very you know um fun to watch so like i said 50 plays we're gonna start with the duds because that's what we do when the jets uh Lose, and that's what they are this year. They're they're losers. Let's let's be completely honest. So, um, again, Monday six o'clock call in. I want to hear people frustra- You know, voice out their opinions, their frustrations. Head coaches, who they who they want. Draft, like whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, I really couldn't care any less. I just, I just wanted to chat with the people. I, I thought that'd be fun to do once a month. So, uh, you just go into the whatever you listen to or whatever you watch on now on YouTube. Just click on the link and it'll be there. And say six o'clock, you can click on it and watch live. Um, and maybe I think we're gonna do one of those shows as well. By the way, I know it's me, Kyle Smith a lot. I think we're gonna do one of them with Marcus Coleman. Marcus Coleman, former NFL DB, uh, is a friend of mine at this point so uh he'll, he'll jump on for one if I ask him to do one so we'll have that um my my third dud of the game and we could go into this a lot I'm actually going to promote uh some, something that Robbie Sabo did from Jets X Factor which were both for the same website he broke down the first play of the game uh I believe as a post wheel concept to the left side Donald rolls out to the left side versus cover three I'm okay with that concept but the problem the big problem on that play was that you want to have backside help just in case that free safety does roll over to that side, which he most likely is going to do because of the because of the the boot action from Donald. But the receiver on the backside runs an out route instead of a crossing route, which would be fine because if it is cover three, or if or if it is single high, you're expecting that man on the backside to either win man coverage and then whether it be cover one or cover one or cover three, that middle field safety is going to drift over to the to the uh, to the rollout side. And then you can look backside and there should be a guy streaking across the field. The jets run the concept with the guy on the backside running an out route, which makes absolutely no sense. um I don't know if that was a miscommunication or not a miscommunication, but the player just blew the play, which comes back to coaching, so that was really terrible um so I'm gonna leave you to go to his breakdown for that. <clears throat> I'm not gonna seal the thunder with that with that play um there's a plenty of things about Gates that were bad time time management uh. The the runs on second down cons- consistently the lack of balls that, that he has uh, going for it or um, just conceding the game it's it's a lot of bad with with Gase obviously um, I'm gonna show one route concept that doesn't make sense again just with uh with Robbie you can go watch that if you if you do subscribe to him as well if you watch his stuff um, I'll promote that so let's uh I gotta manage some of my screens here um, third and eight with pressure um and this is when Darnold takes a sack um is this the okay yeah so this is the safety um the thing that doesn't make sense to me on this play is so the jets run a smash concept to the bottom of the screen the one thing about this is well, actually there's kind of, there's kind of two things the the back side I don't necessarily like them running right to the to these sticks. So one that that routes that route concept right there is a little bit shorter. That route's a little bit short. So I don't love this overall. Like okay, you run a hitch or a stop route or a stick route, whatever you want to call it. But one, it has to be past the sticks, and two, with a guy who's not going to really win versus press coverage, I'd rather have that be a crossing route again, um, over the middle. So <clears throat> that's the first thing I don't like. The second thing I don't like with with um with the blitz coming which they only they only blitz five. The thing I don't like about this route concept is is the the ground given right here on the bottom of the screen. Um, on a smash concept to work, especially at third and 8, you need to really put this guy in conflict. Barry, I think this is Barrios. He's running this this route this this route so short on, this, on a smash concept that he's not threatening the first down marker. So any smart defensive player is going to get depth Play underneath the uh, underneath of this corner route, and then rally up to make the tackle. So Barrios, whether it be coaching, Barrios doing it, whatever. Again, that's on falls on the head coach. You guys are not executing properly, I'm not the type of guy. Oh, okay, well, you know, you you should make Greg Van Roten the next the next Quit Nelson. No, so I I'm not exactly like that with people. People are like, oh, it's all about the coach. That's not true. But in terms of like how how far you run your routes and stuff, that's that's a lot on coaching. Um, so Barrios needs to run this. Um, up the field more to threaten this guy and to put him in more conflict um and if not that, he needs to at least put this he, this route at least he needs to be a little bit shorter on the top, but and he probably let's see if he if there is not pressure, maybe he could have knifed this in there, but then I'm in a tough throw, so I don't like this route concept with with Barrios running it five yards short of the sticks if anything if this is going to be as deep as it is. Barrios needs to come up to the 13, 14 yard line right here, which is going to force 30, 34 to jump up because then he can easily catch the ball and turn up for another yard or two. Whereas him this far, you know, or this shallow, he could easily play underneath this and rally up and make the tackles. Like it's, it's the littlest things that with with route concepts that matter. Um, and putting the the cloud corner right here in conflict, uh, especially on third and eight, in this scenario, we're trying to pick it up. Is is something that's absolutely a necessity, and they do not do it. So, um, that's that's an issue. So, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go too much into case again. With if, if he's here next year, I'll make a whole entire show hammering him. Um, that's not what's gonna happen. He's not going to be here, so I don't want to spend a ton of time on a guy who, by the time you're watching this, is hopefully fired. Um, and it's kind of where Jets fans are in this shitty spot right now is because you want to root for the Jets to win. But at the same time, you want Gase to get fired. And even if you want Gase to get fired, are you still – and I always go into the games like, okay, the Jets – my head says they should lose this game for a better draft position, and it sucks that we're already there at this point in the season. But then you have that first overall pick. If you want Donald, if you're one of those people, if Donald proves to be the guy, sure. Trade down, get a shit ton of picks, build around them. I'm falling towards the side of, okay, if you're that bad – um, you you reset the clock with the rookie the, the the contract. Donald's not making the plays he's making his rookie year. Um, you have a, a you know stud in the draft in in Lawrence. And again, we'll go over this. But I think if they finish that first pick, I, I think it'd be pretty silly to to, to skip on on Lawrence because Donald. I think Donald can be the guy. He was treated unfairly. He was in a shitty spot. Is there a possibility he turns into Ryan Tannehill and goes out and, and becomes a solid quarterback? Yes, there's a chance. But I need to bet my house on it, that he's going to be the guy for me to skip on Trevor Lawrence. That's pretty much where I come from. So moving on to the second dot of the game. Again, don't want to hammer Gase too much. He's hopefully fired by the time you've even listening to this, or hopefully you listen to it right before the, or uh, tonight, or even before the game. But if you don't, then hopefully you come back uh, just to learn about the other stuff. So defense, um, it was t- terrible. The, the defense is the worst I've seen in, in years. Uh, I don't know the ranking. I don't know if they're 20th, 25th, 17th, 12th. I don't give a shit about what the rankings are. I don't, I don't look at stats like that. They are terrible. Absolutely. I think they're the worst defense in the league. I I, I really don't know if they're the worst defense than, than the Jets right now. Um, maybe, like, the, the the Falcons or the Cowboys or, or whatever. I know they're letting up, like, 40, 50 points a game, whatever. But I think the Jets could easily let up 30-plus, 40 points every one of these games if teams actually tried. The Bills had two fumbles in the green zone. I believe they're actually in the red zone. the green zone, I consider it the 40 and inside. Um, they could have scored another two, three touchdowns. They had two missed field goals. Um, you, uh, I believe, yeah, two missed field goals, and then the the two Josh Allen fumbles. You have the Niners who were banged up and had their backup cornerback and their, their 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 starting quarterback when he was in the first half was beating us on a, on a hobbled leg, um, absolutely shredding us. Phillip Rivers shredded us like it was just it was absolutely terrible. Um, again, so we have about ten plays from the defense. Again, a little bit shorter of a show, but uh, this is. I don't want to keep people for too long. Four and a half hours was uh that was that was a little maybe a little bit too lengthy, which is uh understandable because that's that's definitely a long show. I did not mean it for the for it to be that long, but it was. So um the defense, just the miscommunications, the lack of speed from the linebackers, the lack of a, uh, overall pass rush um that they're that they're getting from the from the edges, which makes it hard. Uh, for guys like Quentin Williams in the inside to really get to the quarterback because the quarterback can just drop back and the those edges are never pinched.
1: So, um, so we have the top of the screen here.
0: They just have a ton of of miscommunication issues. So they they run a a, a, a they run a sale concept right here, um, short, intermediate, deep. And it's actually almost more of like a more of like a flood because the top of guy is he's not running vertical he's running that corner so it's almost more of a it's it's called a, called a flood called a sail they, they're both three little reads in the sideline usually the flood has the outside guy running the the deep comeback or the deep curl with the inside guy running the smash and then the flat route um, so if you want to consider a sale I would say it's more of a sale than a flood actually um, just because of where they 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 run their routes from but you have a bunch of guys who just don't pass off what they're supposed to be what they're supposed to be doing so he reads he reads um one to two because he's in the he's in the curl to flat so once he sees anybody breaking out to the flat he has to jump on him he should be reading two to one so he should match this two, uh pull right here but again they just spot drop so at this point i'm fine with that i think pull should have carried him and then hewitt should have matched and if Hewitt didn't match then pull drops off and then mcdougall jumps on the on the on the deep corner None of that ever really happens. They all just kind of spot drop. He doesn't match. He doesn't match. Uh you have McDougal who sees this as the only vertical threat that he has to be concerned about. What does he do? He continues to backpedal and gives him 10 yards of, of room. Phillip Rivers rolls out with a really clean pocket and drops it right into his receiver with plenty of room to spare. It's too easy. It's just too easy versus the Jets defense. They are really just that bad. It, it, just basic passing off of two to ones, one to twos, things that Um, for, you know, people who don't really know about it, which a lot of people I'm hoping are learning about this stuff through the show, um, seems like a novel concept. Like, oh, my God, or they have to do this and that. that, that's crazy. But these guys are paid millions of dollars to do this stuff, people. Like, it's, you know, at a certain point, we have to hold them pretty accountable. Uh, The next guy who I will hold accountable, who the first game, again, you guys come here and and two people have left the reviews in the last couple of weeks. No bullshit. No bullshit. Bless Austin has been pretty bad. Uh, the first week he missed three, four tackles. Last week he was dreadful, in in my opinion, not dreadful. He was bad last game uh, against the Niners. This game he was he was bad again. He's he's just not playing well. He, and this is what I said before the season, I believe. A lot of people were hyping up to be a number one, number two guy in the future, and i if, even after the first week, like maybe he could be number two in the future right now he's looking like he's a reserve player. And and I'm not saying a reserve, like, oh, that's that's terrible. I still think for a sixth-round pick, being that fourth or fifth-string guy on a team consistently would not be a bad thing. I just don't he's, – he's not shown any capability of being a, a starting NFL corner um, because he's been getting roasted. He just – he hasn't made many plays. You, you see him – people see him in the broadcast because he makes a hard hit once a game, but then he missed three or four tackles. And his coverage has been just—he's just—he's lost at times. Here he gets beat by a whip route by uh by Michael Pittman on third and six, and it's because of his technique. Again, he's playing in no man's land, like I like to call it, and myself and Marcus Coleman, where he's playing, you know, that that three yards off, where he can't get his read steps in. Which, if you're in off coverage, the benefit of that is taking your two, three read steps for getting a quarterback's drop, based on the quarterback's drop. That's how you react to the route. He's not in position to do that because he's too close. He's not in position to get his hands on because he's too far off, and he's going to have to reach for contact. So he doesn't have any um, he doesn't have any hands on. You have you have Pippen who breaks inside. You have Bless Austin's eyes, who are inside. Again, I always say it: when you're not on the receiver, if you if you're if you're about a half a yard off and about to contact the receiver, and you're about to get you know body contact, if you have good makeup speed, you can look at the quarterback to see the ball. If you're closing ground on a receiver, you cannot look back to the quarterback because you lose your 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 sense of you lose your vision. You react late. You could see it right here. His eyes are inside on the quarterback. He reacts late, and it only takes a split second. These guys are elite athletes for him to get outside. So that's my first issue. My second issue, one being the well, one actually that's my second issue. My first issue being his 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 alignment. Second issue, his eyes. They're not they're not on the receiver. They are on the quarterback. Third issue, is when guys cut like this. If you are making ground. You have to, what people refer to as jet stream them. You don't. You don't want to take an angle too high over the top. You want to get right on their ass. Um, if they do make the catch for two, three yards, guess what? It's third and six. So at, at this point, if he if he, if he jet streams and gets more um, basically on his ass, he makes the catch. It's fourth and four, fourth and fourth and uh, you know three, fourth and two at best. But what getting on his ass does? One, actually, there's two things. One, it guards against him breaking back. Just like when you guard double moves, you want to play the upfield shoulder because if you, if 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 he does do a double move, he has to work the upfield shoulder. That's where you are. Same thing with these type of plays on whip routes. You want to get onto his ass because if he does break backwards, you're behind him, so he's going to come into contact with you. You're going to be able to grab him. So when you come over at this flat of an angle, um, you're allowing him that b- break backwards. So. Terrible situational awareness in terms of the angle taken to the ball, um, playing off eyes inside. He gets beat in the whip route. Catch first down. Way too easy. Way too easy. Moving on. Again, the defense has been brutal. Um, I'm gonna again. I'll try to move through this. I'm gonna try to make this like a two hour podcast. Is it gonna happen? No. Two and a half hours. That's 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 my limit. I'm I'm hoping for. It. So. Uh, this is just, again, I just threw a bunch of plays from the defense in here. I didn't even do like a, a, how do you win versus the Broncos shit? I'll talk about it. But like, yeah, again, by the time a lot of people listen to this, it's going to be after this game. So, um, this is some of the penalties the jets have been getting. I don't know if this is NFL wide. Um, but some of the past interference penalties have been bullshit. Um, really. And, and again, I don't, I don't care about roasting Pierre to series He's not going to be here in 2021. Most likely. Uh, the Bills game versus the Rams. Bullshit penalty on the Rams that won the Bills a game. Even though the Bills do deserve it. Don't get mad at me, Bills fans. You guys are 3-0. I think you're a legit 3-0. Um, I'm not here to roast the Bills. I don't I don't hate the Bills fans. I, I Bills fans got pretty cocky after they made the playoffs for first time in 20 years. Um But again, the Jets finished like 6-2 and two and Jets fans are talking shit about how good the Jets are going to be and they beat a bunch of bad teams. But uh, the fans I hate the most, I hope other ASU East fans agree with me. I, at least I know I have Jets fans and Bills fans who, who watch Charlotte. I'm not Dolphins and Patriots fans, but I don't like Dolphins fans. I'm sorry, guys. Dolphins fans are, are absur- absurdly cocky and, and arrogant for people who have not won anything at all. Um, but some of these penalties this year, I think have been bullshit. Um, so I don't, I don't like that. He's playing so far off again. Um, in the red zone, I would like to see him cheat a little bit, even more inside. He looks like he's head up. Heads up, but you really want to guard against inside moves um, in the red zone. So I always seems to stay a little bit more shallow and a little bit more inside. That's my first a lot problem with his alignment, but he's able to stay over the top. He gets his shuffle and he's, he's, he keeps his hips pretty square. He takes a good angle to cut off Hilton, gets his hands on, which at this point for hands on, um, you could play, uh, he's playing through the receiver and through the ball. He's not, He's if, if he was turned around towards the ball, but his back to the receiver, I'd have an issue with this coverage, but that's not the case. He's matching the receiver. He's getting his, his eyes back on the ball. You can clearly see Hilton's left hand into the chest of Pierre Desir. Hilton extends, pushes off, extends, pushes off, tries to find the ball, and, and flops. There's nothing that makes his body do what it does right here. Absolutely nothing. The ball is over his head and uncatchable. He pushes off, and unless he had a spasm in midair, He completely flops right here and falls to the ground. And the refs fall for it and call the freaking penalty. The ball is uncatchable. And if anything is pass interference on him, Jets penalty. This is on third and goal. Now it's first and goal and they run it in or or whatever the hell they do. That's bullshit. There's there's no way anybody anybody can convince me that's a penalty. It's just, it's not. It's really not. Um, I don't know what you're supposed to do as a defender if you can't get your hands on. Jets another blown day. Okay, again, miscommunications. It's just – the Jets' defense is almost hard to figure out because of all the miscommunications. You can't tell what type of defense it is. Goal line, thing a lot of teams do, the Patriots do it, a lot of teams do it, is play action, tight end blocks, leaks out. It happens all the time, all the time. What happens, Jets start to fill their gaps. Uh, You have Mo Alley-Cox right here who who blocks – who base blocks Phillips. Leaks out. You have this is most likely Hewitt, <clears throat> in my opinion. You have Basham, who is matching the flat. Um, so he's doing his job, but you could see Hewitt come downhill into the A gap and then go into oh shit mode. So he was widening out with the, with the threat in the flat. Uh, and Hewitt, you know, goes to fill his run fit and do, and, and leaves his assignment in Mo alley Cox, his zone coverage, whatever it may be, whether it be man or zone. It looked like more of a zone than a man. And it goes into oh shit mode. Easiest touchdown that ninety of my hundred followers or listeners, nine out of every hundred that listen, it's not just a hundred people, uh, would catch this. This is as pretty much as easy it gets. A nice, flo- nice floater over the middle, not a floater, but uh, that's about as easy it gets for
1: NFL tight end. So, good job, Jets defense. Um, moving on.
0: Twenty one. McDougal to coverage. He's not been playing well, people. And this is something that myself and Marcus talked about. I, I thought he was an okay at you know an okay starting safety. And he's been below that right now. He he looks disinterested at times. Clearly we'll talk about one of the plays he blew, but
1: you have a um You have a high-low here. It's like a levels-type concept. It's not necessarily
0: a drive because the guy underneath is – the guy where top is not running, um, whether it be a, a, a post or a dig based on the coverage. Um, but they're just attacking the middle of the field with the linebackers right here with the two and three. He runs vertical to take the safety, and this guy's going to run behind the, the linebacker level. What happens is you have Hewitt who – oh, they open up in Tampa too. He matches. You have the deep guy. And then you have the, uh, the over route. What happens? It's a cover two. One Tampa, one, one, one. Or four underneath the Tampa. And then the two deep guys. You have McDougal right here on the top, whose eyes are completely fixated on the one threat right there, who runs a, who runs a, a snag, never looks to the other side of the field, is completely absorbed into that. And there is a deep crosser and it's caught. So whether this be which I don't know why Henry Anderson's there's, there was way too much of Henry Anderson, Quinn Williams dropping into coverage this week. So I will give, or no, sorry. So this is key. This is Q and Henry Anderson dropping into coverage right here. There was too much of this shit, this game. I, I get it every once in a while. Drop your, drop your defensive lineman to be that wall player um, to basically blow up anything within five yards. Fine. I get it. But drop them to a legitimate coverage is bad because if anything, Henry Anderson should have matched the three. Um, of th- becoming the three threat. He does not. He spot drops. In McDougal, who I want his eyes to flash over here. None of those guys do that. Wide open catch with as much room as you could possibly have. And he runs forward for 10, 15, 20, 25, about 30 yards. Uh, what am I looking at here? I don't know why I recorded this angle, but let's see. Really nothing. Just he's got dropping into coverage. Maybe that was my point of, of, of doing this, but. It's not pretty.
1: It is bad.
0: All right. Moving on. 26, 27, 31. Austin. Uh oh. I just have Austin with question marks. This is not going to be a good play, I think.
1: This is where I don't feel like typing a description. I was like, what is this guy doing? Okay. So you have. looks to be a
0: cover three, but you have pool uh, matching the, um, the number two. So he may be like in a safety role, like the, the Rip Liz type, type deal. Um, regardless, <clears throat> you have uh, Bless Austin on the top right here. And just watch what Bless Austin does.
1: Is there an easier way to get beat for a first down? What are you doing? Whether this be man coverage, which I don't, I don't think it,
0: it, it could be. There's combo coverage. There's a man on the backside if there's if there's only one wide receiver out there, um, or cover three. Play heads up to outside, especially if it's cover three. You want to play outside leverage to to funnel everything inside. At least play heads up. Bless Austin. Stares at the. He doesn't take the read steps because he reads the quarterback the entire damn time. Look at his eyes. Inside. 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 Opens inside, so now this entire area of the field, whether it be an out, a, a comeback, uh, you know, a stop, whatever it be, is wide open. He, he's giving this up. He does not care about any of this right here, <clears throat> and this is on first and twenty, by the way. So he gives
1: up. He gives up at first and twenty. Opens inside. Hilton breaks out. He trips. Doesn't
0: get there in time. Takes a bad angle. Again, you want to see this a little bit more high to cut him off. He takes a too aggressive an angle, falls down, and then Hilton runs for a first down. Thank God that Hilton wasn't able to maintain his balance and then beat McDougal because this would have been a this this could have been a a 90-yard touchdown. Because Austin can't play this any poor, more, more poorly. Stay over the top weave if he if he does start to to to, to stem you inside or outside don't completely open your hips and just give up give give up the 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 uh the outside you can up your, open up your hips like this one if you're in like a if you're in a bail technique if you're in a hinge technique we're going to press get off the line and bail if it's cover three cover four and you're and you're funneling him inside or, or letting him break inside because you have help in the inside um if it's a cone defense like there's there's ways you could open like this but never with inside leverage And Again, way too easy. Catch, boom, done. Roasted. It's just bad. All right. The defense isn't no man. I know they're playing what? Uh, not not Jeff Driscoll This game. Uh, Brett Ripon. You know. But if you can make easy reads from him underneath and just give them checkdowns, because the Jets can't tackle and the linebackers can't cover, um, can they? can they even stop a third string? You know, undrafted rookie. I, I don't know. Is he even the third string? Maybe he's fourth string. At this point for their team, like if if you had Locke, if if Bortles was there for for longer, if Driscoll was uh, I don't know why they benched Driscoll exactly, but third fourth string quarterback. So Tampa two again, the Jets run it so much, and a lot of people will kill uh, kill Greg Williams for this. I understand, you know what the hell they keep running zone for. My problem with his own defense is, and again, Quentin Williams is dropping into coverage, by the way. So you have Quentin Williams, who play, and this is my problem with Greg Williams. You had Quentin Williams who only played 55% of the snaps and he dropped into coverage a couple of times. So you're only getting 30 snaps to rush the passer or whatever it may be. And let's, let's say no, 30, 30, pa, uh, 30 snaps in general. You know, let's say five of those you drop into coverage, and you have tw- like 25, 30 reps, 10 of those are against the run. You only have 15 times to rush your passer against Quentin Nelson. Like, yeah, he's not going to look great this game. It's just – so he was, again, putting Quentin Williams in positions that he's not going to succeed, and him dropping a coverage is not one of them. So for the people who are killing him, don't. Um, but for Tampa – cover for the, for the zone coverage, my problem with his defense is not the, the, the zone. It's the fact that it's spot dropping. There's, there's no matching. There's no one-to-two, two-to-one, three-to-two, any of that stuff. It's just get into your zone and cover grass. Covering grass is not successful. You want to cover men. You don't want to cover grass. So <clears throat> what do they do? They cover grass all the time. They don't have the capabilities to play in, in man coverage. Like people, oh, play him in man. They get roasted in man. Blitz, blitz more, blitz more. So I think he blitz like 30% of the time, which is actually a relatively high number. You blitz, you leave your guys on islands, they get shredded. Like, there's no – there's honestly, like, I feel bad for Greg Williams, but there's no way to win with his defense. I will, like, see a little bit more um, spot dropping. I mean, a uh, uh, pattern matching. So, you have a – um like a flat five right here again puts this cloud defender in conflict. Um, ideally, what you see some teams do is at this point, he matches uh, you had I think the seer here, Malt Ladder, whoever the hell it is, matched the one, him matched the two at this point. Um, and, ca- and he would carry him inside a little bit more. That's not what happens. So McDougald has to see that this is his only vertical threat. This is his concern. He can check on the inside real quick. This is a snag, he is not his concern at all. This is a flat. What are you supposed to do now? Jump down onto this route because he's a vertical threat and and he is clearly open. McDougald, on the bottom right here, waits too long, continues to backpedal. Phillip River sees the receiver, throws it to him, catch, and McDougald makes makes the hit, but he comes down too late. It is elementary type stuff that the Jets defense is, is struggling with. Um, let's see the next play. Austin beat. Yeah. He, I think if he was, uh, if I could just make him the, the dud for number two, it would be him more than anybody. Him and McDewald, uh, were, were brutal. I think they're the main takeaways of, of this defense
1: being bad. Um, and the linebackers too. The linebackers just cannot cover. So. Again, the,
0: the, Denard Wilson, I remember him getting a lot of hype. You can go back to 2016, 17. When I was, when I started breaking out of the film and I did not like him. I don't like how he coaches or if these guys are playing like this, you have to change something. You have man coverage, man, man. Obviously they cover one, uh, man, man. Austin is playing so far inside of his guy that he's giving up anything outside again. Look how far he's off and not even off. Cause if you were, if you were heads up and he was here where my mouse is, you could break. But he's giving him so much room inside that any type of any type of again out, comeback, curl is going to beat him. What happens? They run a, a curl route right to the sticks. Austin is so far inside, he opens his hips up early. Again, and gets burned. He he just he gets burned underneath all the time. Stay over the top, get into a back pedal, get ready to throw your T step or quarter step and break on the ball. Not Play inside, stare at the quarterback, open up like a jackass, let him get so much room, both outside leverage of you and and vertical relationship, and let him beat you on a curl. First and ten, it's easy. It's pitch and catch with this Jets defense. This is brutal. What are you doing? Bless Austin has been bad, bad, bad. So hopefully that changes. Next play, even worse. McDougald. People know this play. Do I even have to explain anything? He fills his run fit. They, they um, they run like a they run duo. McDougal fills. Good job. What is this tackle attempt? And and this is the guy criticizing the Jets for for not practicing hard. Who who ever taught anybody to tackle like this? Just throw your just just drop just drop your 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 hips and throw your shoulder at a guy. Since when? Is that okay? Bench him. Bench him. Bench – bench. I don't even care. Bench Bless Austin. Maybe he tries, but he's been terrible. Play Mallette. Play Hairston. I, like, I, th- these guys are just brutal. And even Marcus, like Marcus May, man, like his first game, I, I said it here, and again, you can go back and listen to the shows. The good thing is everything I say is recorded. I said his first game was overhyped. I thought he was solid, but not great. People were overhyping him up like he was the next freaking Jamal Adams. He wasn't good this game either. He got beat last game for two touchdowns by Jordan freaking Reed. The missed tackles are, haven't been good with, with, with him. He's not the same guy in the box as, as uh, Adams is, obviously. What do I want to see McDougal do here? I want to see him stay square, obviously, not drop to your, not drop to your knees and, and throw your shoulder at a guy. I would like to see him close ground, stay square, have a tight relationship to this offensive lineman who's down blocking on Henry Anderson while maintaining an outside relationship an outside to in relationship, just in case he does bounce it to the outside. And then once he gets to your plane, you cross your helmet and right across his hips, you fricking wrap up and you drive. Like you're taught to tackle in fourth grade. I almost, I'm almost dropping F bombs. I'm trying to be sensitive to the people out there who do listen with kids because I know what happens. So some shows it's going to happen. Some I'll try to reserve myself. I'm not trying to curse. I don't think it sounds cool, but um this is terrible. Absolutely dreadful by McDougald. He's gone. This year's gone. A lot of this team should be gone. The Jets have a ton of cap space, a ton of draft picks. Get rid of them. I don't want to see this shit anymore. This is this is the last year. I'm dealing with the bullshit from the Jets because this is just it, – it's, it's been too long of this just uncompetitive football. Austin beat. Holy shit. And <laughs> like I said I'm not going to curse, but, wow, this is a shocker. Austin got beat? No way. Very similar situation on the bottom. Again, he always plays on the bottom. He always plays on the, the right side of the defense, the left side of the offense. First thing I don't like, what happened? What, what, what am I going to say? A little bit too far off. Outside leverage, I'm okay with that. What does he do? The guy closes ground, jump splits. Right here, see his feet. They both separate. Now his feet, now his balance is off. His his weight is more on his heels than it should be. Gets his hands on, which I'm okay, which I'm fine with. The receiver pushes off, which is uh, pretty clear. Austin's eyes seemingly go go inside. Again, takes too high of an angle. The receiver adjusts to Brissette in the pocket. Getting pressured. Breaks outside catch on third down and five or third and four and they get it for 15 yards again what should you do take a more aggressive angle you hope that if if he continues inside that that you have williamson right there who will react and tackle him but you just can't get beat anything on outside again got his breaks outside and easy catch done and it's over uh one more play the defense um all right, and then we get to a large chunk of our show again. Only 50 plays, so this is, hopefully it's going to be pretty quick. Um, May to see your miss tackle.
1: Okay, so you have you have um, May who's in the box right here.
0: They they run a, a tight belly zone where it's really meant to cut to the backside. You have Williamson who fills the play side. You have uh, the 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 uh, the C gap. You have Hewitt who's going to fill the A gap. You see that open grass; he's going to fill it. You have you have uh, Marcus May who who should be patient on the backside. You need patience on the backside of plays. He reacts hard to the the backside B gap. Turns his hips, doesn't stay square, doesn't shuffle. You have, I think I believe that's Wilkins who cuts backside and gets it easy pickup of yards. Why? Because May does he reacts too hard with his hips. He needs to stay square, stay over the top, guard against both the backside A, the backside B, the backside C. This is a huge area for him to cover, but you're not going to cover the backside with your hips open like this. So it's about just discipline and playing it correctly.
1: Cuts backside. Oh shit! Can't make the tackle. Desir comes in. I or that Desir who drags his
0: face. No, that's actually that's actually that's actually uh McDougal, so my apologies. He dives at the legs. You have uh Wilkins who jumps over it. Good job, you know, staying high with his knees. Instead of taking a good pursuit angle, cutting him off, getting his hands
1: actually on he dives for it, missed tackle. And then you have oh, whoever who is this? Who is I don't know who that is. Is so many is that 36? Do we have a th- hold on? Does he get up? Is that is that the seer? Why would the seer be playing on that side? I don't know if that's the seer. Maybe it's pool.
0: Who can figure this out? Who's gonna be the first person to, to message me on the on, I can go back and watch this a million times, but I don't want to to see who this is, because I'll go I'll go lo- I'll go looking for his freaking what he wears. But one you have a uh, May who plays it bad. McDougal missed tackle. This guy. Miss tackle because why? What do they do? The Jets typically leave their feet and just and just try to just try to thump guys and, and bring them down like they're playing two-hand touch in practice
1: still. Um that's not what, what football is. He misses a tackle too. That looks like a five. Is
0: that, I is I think Harrison's 25? Is that like either either Harrison or DeSier Just doesn't make sense for DeSier to play B play on that side? I don't think that's cool, though. It doesn't look like a four. I'm gonna say that's a five. That looks like a three. I'm going to go with this year, but if, if somebody thinks I'm wrong, shoot me out. Uh, I, don't, I don't, you know, it is what it is. I can't, I can't read a number like that. Uh, number one dud of the game, and again, this is going to be a bulk of the show, is Mr. Sam Darnold. Um, again, is he helped out with his coordinator? No. Is he helped out with his talent around him? No. But when there's open throws, there's guys wide open shrinking down the field when you're leaving the pocket, when you do throw that ball and you're completely inaccurate, is that, is that the coach's fault? No, it's your fault. Um, Now there are some situations where does Donald force balls because he's pressing because the jets are always down. I think that's, I think that's a fair argument and I think that's a correct argument, but he is missing so many guys right now. Eyes locked on the guys not reading the field happy feet in the pocket, leaves the pocket early, doesn't set his feet when he's throwing forward because he has, you know, he hears footsteps. And again, this is hard for people to break out of. It is really hard. Now with the new coaching staff, can you do it? Yes. Am I betting my house on it? Which means skipping on Trevor Lawrence or whoever they are. If they finish at, if, at one, I don't know if they do. If they get another win this this year, listen, if they don't win this game, they got the Cardinals, who I think is a loss because they're not going to be able to contain Kyler Murray. There's just, there's just no way I see, that, I see that happening. They play um, – then they play like, the, the Bills, the Patriots on Monday Night Football, the Chiefs. Uh, I, I think the only games they could win this year is this game coming up, maybe like the Raiders game, who the Raiders are inconsistent. They'll play really good, really bad one week. Maybe the Chargers – like the only games I see them winning after – potentially winning after this game. There's five games, I, I think. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. And the Dolphins twice. I don't remember the end of the schedule. Maybe the Browns, if the Browns are really playing that poorly. But the Browns are going to shred you in the run game. Um, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the NFL. So, And oh, Jets' defense line is great. Yeah, it is. Versus inside runs. Outside runs is not great. So um, here, first interception for, for, for pick six. So Donald said this, and, and this is a third and, and six. Could he have gone a different direction? Yes. Do I, want, do I want his eyes locked on? Because look at his eyes are locked on to one read the entire time he's not reading the rest of the field. Um, I do not want that. Do I like the fact that Cager is breaking inside versus inside technique of a corner? No. Do I want him running an out or, or you know, a comeback here? Yes. Could he have run this route better? Yes. This is my problem with his route running at, at, at Georgia was his, his route stems are just they don't do enough work and for him to just to just open up outside like this and just start to drift outside, you're letting him squeeze you and you're letting him get in good position. What happens? He out, he, he, he runs outside, which again, with the guy who's heads up, now he's inside leverage. You're letting the guy get inside leverage on a route or you're, you're running for him to get inside leverage on a route that you're trying to break to the inside. Does that make sense? No. So bad route run by Cager. What I want to see him do is even if he does this, even if he's going to stem him outside, if he's, going to, if he's going to use like a stretch release or whatever it may be, um, I want to see him widen him out, cross his face, get inside, and then break it back to the ball. You, you, can't, you can't let a guy have inside leverage of you um, when you're trying to run a, a, a stop route or a stick route or a curl. Again, whatever you want to call it. So bad route because of his stem and understanding how to attack the DB in, in, in this situation. Bad by Donald staring down that side of the field the entire time. Bad location of the ball. It's inside. If anything, again, he's inside leverage. Put it to the outside. Make him work for that ball. Like, I, I get it. You, know, you don't have guys third down. You have to force the ball a little bit. Put it outside leverage. Uh, read the rest of the field is, is one. You have, you have Herndon on the inside who's playing against a linebacker. Herndon is your best threat on offense right now, even though he's been disappointing from some drops and things like that. But there's also a couple of plays where Darnold just missed him. So I think Herndon has the – I think like like Gasecki, Herndon has the capabilities of being salvaged. I I still think he could be a good tight end. He has inside leverage of the tight end. You have Herndon who breaks inside. Now people – oh, my God, he's wide open. The, the linebacker most likely to throw the ball, getting Darnold getting ready to the ball here, so he stopped playing, stopped playing coverage at this point. But he has inside leverage on a on a on a uh, on a linebacker, and is breaking inside. So does that make more sense to throw inside leverage versus outside leverage? Th- throw the ball inside, then throwing it to the inside with a guy with inside leverage versus your outside leverage guy. Yes, is it an easier throw? Yes. Is he more experienced in Cager? Yes. There's a bunch of problems here. Jumps it, pick six. Cager at the top of the route. I'm gonna say that he overextends right here. His left foot, that stop step, he's, he's really lunging into that. Again, this is not conducive with him dropping his weight into the ground and getting back to the ball. So that's one thing he overreaches, and he doesn't fight back to the ball. And the and the, pro, and the reason he's not fighting back into the ball is because he's trying to get out of his break in three steps. And, and this is, a, like, again, this is things I'll bring up that I'm not blowing smoke up my ass, but I don't think it's even necessarily fighting back to the ball. I think he's drifting back in his break because his break is bad. You're not going to see a guy overextend like this with their stop step and take one step and then be able to get out of that break. That, that would be elite route running, like elite, like Jerry, like Jerry Judy can maybe do that. You know, the really, really good guys in the league want like one, two breaks like that. But even with Judy overextending like that and trying to get out of his route break and break back to the ball, I don't think he could do it. And he's one of the best route runners in the league. Keenan Allen, none none of those guys could be at this point right here where he's lunging and get out of the break, good and attack the ball. It's just not going to happen. So it's not necessarily him fighting back to the ball, it's it's his brick it's his brick and him drifting back because of his
1: he's throwing his momentum forward and not down picked touchdown uh I guess we're gonna watch the offensive line here
0: so just to give props to other some other people Lewis had a holding he had a bad player too I think Lewis overall has been better than I expected um You have McGovern, who I'll get into. He was clearly injured in this game. Um, I I could tell he was injured. He just did not look as aggressive as he does. So he he played poorly, but I, I think he's playing through an injury. Um, he's been a little bit of a disappointment, but I I do think he'll bounce back. His his tape was good with the Broncos. The only problem with the Broncos was it was it was a one year of good production. So does he does he even out? It's like watching it's like watching just one year of pool last year and expecting that to be him for the rest of his career. Which you know maybe I should watch more, but that's just how it is. How it is sometimes I watch two seasons, sometimes I watch one. He was good last season. I think he'll bounce back. Chumadoga, overall. I, I think was definitely um, better than he was last season. He was playing solid, you know, at right tackle, went to left tackle, was struggling, um, but he looked pretty solid. So whether it be him being a long term starter, or maybe I, I think Fant's going to come in and continue to play because I like Fant better than Adoga, but him being a long term backup swing tackle as a third round pick is not a bad pick, or maybe he does end up being a starter. Now, people who are going to say, oh, we'll move him to the inside where Roten is, you know, before Clark or whatever, he's not, it's not Madden. You can't just switch right tackle to center to, to left guard to, to left tackle. It doesn't work like that he's not strong enough to play on the inside he's just not he's a tackle that's he's strictly a tackle um good job of this figure here nice nice balanced opens up at a good time lands his hands double punch lands his hands runs his guy off the arc good job by him um becton same thing creates depth good balance his head his head his he- uh, head isn't bopping up and down gets in that contact window gets his left hand on and uh i think he gets got trips over over Bellage, but. He's out of the play. Moving on. Um, four, six, seven. Force to Griffin. Okay, so the people say he forced this ball. I don't think he forced this ball. I think his ball trajectory is off. Play action. So the problem. So, so there's benefits and positives to everything. So like the Jets, like a lot of people will say, and and I agree, they need to run more play action, more bootlegs. The thing you need. With, with play action is you need offensive linemen who could block because, one, obviously his back's to the, to the defense, so they're having more time to rush him and, and, and less time for him to identify those rushes. Um, so that's one. Two, his offensive line has to hold up for longer. Three, um, you need guys who can, who can get open. And, and and stay open because if you have play action, you know, obviously Darlene can't throw the ball for one, two, three seconds. So you need guys who can sustain their openness um, instead of just doing quick hitters where they get open. So those, those are the color problems. Obviously the rusher and see the rush a couple times with play action where there's guards in Darlene's face. So they, play action is a supplement. It's not something you want to do every single snap. Now the Jets should do it more, but I'm just giving you some of the reasons that teams do not do it all the time. Because look at this whole time he's handing the ball off which one the Jets do have to take more discipline in their play action fakes because they never fake people with their play action like they might initially but Donald like it's never like okay this action is faking them but it's not you don't you don't have that split second where did he hand the ball off because the, he always pulls it short quarterbacks tend to pull, pull it short to get the to get the ball out if they're under pressure Donald obviously has a sped up internal clock because of his past history with the Jets. So he always pulls it short. I don't know if I've ever seen him put into a guy's chest. Play action. You have um, you have Herndon. I, I like this route concept to be completely honest. So this is a this is a time where the Jets um, actually use. Uh, t- uh, well, I, this is actually twenty-one personnel. Yeah, twenty-one personnel. But they're using t- two tight ends. They use two tight ends a little bit more this game. You have the 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 flag route, the corner route. You have the crosser, and then you have uh, Griffin who works on the drag and then up the field. A lot of guys, you'll, you'll see this. You'll, you'll see them put this linebacker in conflict right here. Well, he'll see the, the action of the offensive line. This guy leaking to the flat. He'll jump on the flat. He works across and underneath the formation as these guys pull everybody, um, the defense to the defense's left to the, to the offense's right. He leaks out wide open up the sideline. You see this concept a lot. Um, the linebacker does a good job of, of uh, matching it, staying disciplined. Darnold sees that. And he, and my thing is he could throw this ball. You see this ball completed in the NFL. This guy is too far inside. He's he's over the top of him. But you have to put it in an area where um you could you could reach the the tight end before the uh, the free safety drops down. What does Darnold do in my opinion? I think he puts too much air under it. I, I think at this point you need to put this ball on a, on a line. You need to put this ball on a line to I don't I don't know exactly where it is. Let's say, let's say the forty-seven, forty-eight yard line. So I want to put, I want him to, to see him put it about here, and on, a, like I said, on the line, on a rope. You don't want to float it up. So I think he floats it up, and it allows the underneath linebacker to um, catch up to the ball. So people can be like, oh, he forced this. When he's throwing the ball, this is an open space patch of grass. This is not a forced throw. This is not throwing into triple cover. Like it is, I guess, like triple cover by the time the ball gets there. But this is not a bad decision, bad execution for me. Over the top, way far inside, this guy. He should be able to hit this throw right here. What does he do? Again, this is not the easiest throw to make in the NFL. You want to see
1: this ball completed. Floats a little bit too much, allows the linebacker to work underneath. Blocking. It's all fine. By the way, I will give props. You know, he dropped the ball this year.
0: Small props. Griffin has improved his blocking this year, at least to me. From the plays I watched, he stood at a couple times like, oh, that's actually a pretty decent block. So, Throws his block, Donald throws it. Again, he looks like he's stepping the bucket here. So he he's just, he's never, he never makes it as easy as he can. Like, I, I know 97 is pressuring him right here, but he can step into this throw. What does he do? His his weight is on his heels. You can tell his weight is on his heels. And he steps in the bucket. He doesn't step through the throw. Again, makes it a, um, a lot of arm. And you see how Griffin has to work back to the ball. And yeah, the safety's coming over the top. But if he was to put this on a rope instead of floating, you see how high that ball is. Then these guys wouldn't be able to close as much ground. So I want to see him again really lower that ball's trajectory to make it get there faster. Because
1: at this point, he's open. He could have hit him. Moving on. Darnold scramble.
0: This is a. Is this the play I'm thinking about? This is a really good play, but a really bad play at the same time. I would say more bad than good. Okay, so bottom, we'll, we'll watch Darnell after this. You have, the, you have the China concept, you have the short in and the out, I mean, in the corner. Darnley gets out of the pocket. This is a play he makes a thousand times, not a thousand times, nine out of ten times his first year. You have Herndon, who runs the out route. You have the, the defensive back, linebacker, whatever he is, look back inside, and again, this is why you do not want to look inside because you lose your, your threat. Herndon breaks up the field. His threats to looking inside and realizes it. Oh, shit mode. And A's beat by five, 10 yards.
1: Darnold scrambling out is looking this way. Why does he not throw this ball? Why? Throwing in the,
0: like, and, and this is the problem. This is what he was good at his first year, even parts of his second year. Rolling out, making – and there was a player, too, where, yeah, he looks great. Where he's throwing a ball, you know, across his body to Braxton Barriers all this stuff. But there's also plays like this where this is two plays this year. First game, James and Crowder streaking up the sideline wide open, doesn't throw the ball. Herndon streaking wide open up the sideline, even more even more so than Her, than Crowder in the first game. What does he not do? He doesn't throw the ball. He has to float this in the air, general accuracy. There is nobody here, absolutely Nobody. You have to make this play ten out of ten times. His eyes are looking at the rush. He tucks the ball and runs for a first down. Looks great. Oh my god! He had broadcast. Look, he broke tackles. He ran for for a first down. What do I see? This terrible. This is terrible. And can this be fixed? Is part of this is part of this the roster construction the first two years and him not trusting his eyes and and being either too aggressive in some situation or too conservative in others. He's in his head. Yes, but. After all that stuff, you cannot baby him. These are plays he needs to make. Does this change with coaching and a better team? Maybe. Can you bank on it? I don't think so. I don't know. And that's the biggest thing. I don't know. And what I do know is that if if the Jets do move forward with him and they do get a top pick and he continues to make plays like this, the Jets aren't going very far. But now, if he if he had this, if he had a, a good offensive line, if he was in the Bills situation, the Ravens situation, any of these situations, year one, year two, do I think he could have been a franchise quarterback? Yes. Did I say I think he could be a top ten quarterback? Yes. Am I banking on that now? No, I'm not. He's just he he's he, at this point what he looks like is damaged goods. He's not the player he was year one, and this is year four. This is a play you need to make. It's wide open, absolutely wide open. Ten times out of ten, throw that ball. Touchdown! You know, ten yard scramble, great. Could have been a touchdown. Not good, people. I'm not trying to kill the kid, but I think we have to be fair. I, I think there's situations where I could show that the route concepts aren't good, like on that third down where they run a smash concept and the and the, the underneath route doesn't doesn't put the qu- the cloud corner in conflict. Yes, sure, but there's also times like that where it's him. There, there's problems with him as well. It's not just it's not it, it's a lot coaching a lot of the town around him. But you guys got when you have guys streaking up the sideline, listen and I'm not comparing anything you know, too much to Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson's had a shitty offensive line and some decent weapons, is, and he's an MVP candidate. I know this year it's better with Metcalf and Lockett and all that stuff, but overall, his offense hasn't been great. You need to make plays like this and there. Again, this is a problem with some of the play actions. You take your eyes off the rush. You take your eyes off your reads. There's a guy right in his face, Donald. This is a plays that he makes that really, really make you know uh, you think he can. he has it, but it's just too high and low. It's too high and low to play to play. It's too high and low from game to game. I think I say that play-to-play, game-to-game, yeah. Rolls out, sees this guy rushing at the angle he is, reacts to it, but gets two hands on the ball, continues to have two hands on the ball, drops his hips,
1: drops his shoulder, pulls the ball away from the defender, rushes up the field, throws the ball out of bounds, which I'm, which I'm fine with this decision to throw the ball out of bounds. At least he threw the ball out of bounds.
0: Again, they were banking on number 97 right here, crashing down the line of scrimmage. It doesn't happen. Could he have thrown the ball to Westco? Sure, but it wasn't going anywhere. Throws the ball out. I'm fine with that play. Darnold scramble TD. Okay, so this is the play where people say, "Holy shit! Great touchdown!"
1: I agree. It's just too too inconsistent with him. Yeah, I'm not trying to
0: hammer him. I I really really liked him coming out of the draft. I thought he could be a top five, top ten guy. I just think we have to be fair with them now. If the Jets do finish with, let's say, three four wins, they finish with the fifth sixth pick, and the new coach comes in and he decides he wants to move forward, forward with Donald. They draft Penny Sewell or whoever they're going to draft. They take their, I think they have like two seconds this, this this draft too, like two seconds, you know, two third whatever it is. They have a shit ton of picks next year, a shit ton of cap space. So if they add a guy like Juju, draft Penny Sewell, draft the guy in the second round at receiver, uh. You know, they draft another offensive lineman, so they have, you know, that then you're into next year with whether it be Penny Soulett, right tackle, Cam Clark at, at right guard or another guy at right guard, McGovern, Lewis and Beckton, like that's a solid offensive line. Yeah. Then you add, you know, let's say Juju and a second round receiver plus Mims, you know, and Crowder. Okay. now you're looking at a, at a pretty, I, I think the offense can turn around pretty quickly. I think the more work has actually be done to the defense. Um, the offense is just brutally injured right now, but the offensive line, I, I think you have two starters for the future. Um, whether that be, you know, Beckton and McGovern or Beckton and, and Fant or Doga. I think you have two spots. I think you potentially have three, with Lewis and or um, and or Clark. So I think they'll they'll dress like two positions next year, maybe only even one, um, and then and then put more weapons around Sam. But I think if you had let's, let's say Crowder, who I you know obviously his contract is relatively big next year, so they might cut him. But if you do, you know, add an offensive lineman and then you add a, a juju, you have Mims healthy, you keep Crowder, and then you draft another guy. That's a solid top four guys. It's not groundbreaking It's have a legit number one unless unless Mims turns into that. But I, I see, I, I don't see that as a huge possibility or year one because of what the situation he's put into. Obviously, not having a training camp, being injured, being injured the first five weeks or four weeks of the season, and coming in completely new. Um, okay, but look at Donald drops back, doesn't see anything he wants to throw. I agree with. There's nothing open, not, not open, you know, open, but no, not going to throw that. This is this is you could you could throw a seed into there, but it's not what he wants. I'm okay with this decision. See some pressure in his face. Again, sees the angle he's taking. Drops his shoulder. I don't know if two hands are on the ball right now. Arm tackle. Breaks that. Continues to read the field. Scrambles out to his right. Breaks another arm tackle. Good job by Barrios right here, who did a good job this game. For the most part, some of his, his routes are schemed open. But breaks inside. Sees Darnold rolling out to his right. Barrios breaks it back outside. Darnold sees him. Throws the ball. General accuracy puts it right on touchdown. Now why couldn't he throw these type you know, he can make this play, but he can't throw it to Herndon stricken down the sideline with ten ten yards of space.
1: Again, too high, too low. Reads the field. Who gets who gets beat here? McGovern. Yeah, this is just a misc this- McGovern one, he doesn't look healthy. He just he's not
0: as aggressive as he as he as he was um earlier in the year and even in, in Denver. So I'm fine with him. Like he jumps at him, gets his hands on. He starts drifting to the left. Lewis picks it up. Um Lewis goes to help Ben uh, Doga, which is fine. But McGovern just never uh reinitiates con- uh, contact. Like there's times where he would just he would launch towards this guy and block him, but he just does not look healthy here. That's my opinion. He just he lets the pressure get right in Darnold's face. Like this isn't this isn't just his technique, like, it's just him, like, just, like, kind of loafing right here. Again, Donald drops his shoulder, two hands on the ball, pulls it away, breaks that tackle, sees the pocket's getting crowded. Again, thank God that this guy's a little, a little bit more athletic because he could have got sacked here. Like, this is the high and low, but he could have got sacked here. Good job by Adogo working back. Sees Barrios, boom, touchdown. Great play, but again... Uh, too far and in between. 18, 22, 24. About 10 plays left of Donald or so. Missed hot, misses hot read. Okay, so obviously in this situation, just based on alignment, you have the uh, the the Y trips, whatever you want to call it. I call that Y trips with, with he's involved in the trip set, uh, reduced splits from all these guys. He's involved in it, but he's the Y um, play action again. Who is this selling? not many people. Uh you know, I don't think anybody thinks he's running the ball right here. You have the you have the cat blitz, Darnold, again. This is situations where he just needs to process it. You're rolling out to the right side. You have a you have a blitzer. You're going to recognize this blitzer. Barrios
1: is wide open. Wide open. Stops his feet. Tries to, tries to juke
0: out uh, who, who is uh, – what the hell is his name? I, f- I forget this guy's name. I, I, I would re- I'll remember it in five minutes, but not right now when I need it, of course. So, again, what happens? He needs to recognize this blitz that might be coming, especially when you have play action. you got to be aware of something that could be you know faced or you could be faced with it when you get uh, when you run through your play action fake. Uh, Darnold, this is his hot read if that corner blitzes. Barrios is wide open. He pulls the ball down and takes a sack. Why are you not throwing that ball? For what reason? And listen, third, it's third down. Berrios has to get to what? the on, let's, go, let's move forward here. He has to get to the 46-yard line. He is at the, 40, the 49, 40, you know, 48 with plenty of room. What do you do at this situation? Throw the ball. Plant your feet real quick and throw it. Launch it to him. No, doesn't do that. Pulls the ball down, takes a sack instead. Just not good football.
1: It's just not. Okay. Missed, missed throw. Okay. Yankee concept.
0: Sure so to have the the post and the deep over. I, I don't know exactly what side it's
1: coming from here. Post deep over. It's good. Good call versus cover three. It's a little bit different here where you have, you're having a
0: slot match to two. Um, but it puts the safety in conflict because whether it be man or zone, you're giving both of these guys inside leverage. You're giving both these guys inside leverage. And then this, this safety is put in a tough position where he's either going he's to either jump the post or jump the over. But either way, if he jumps the post, the deep over should have inside leverage and should be able to make a throw. You have the... Um, hold on. Give me a second. Okay, we're back. Two seconds for you. A couple thirty minutes for me. Had some uh, work things. Um, okay. So you had the Yankee concept, like I was talking about. Drum drops back into the pocket again. Pretty clean pocket. There's some people, the the PFFs out there. Whatever the hell the websites that that you listen to, which you should only listen to Nania, especially for jet stuff. Because he, dives, he dives deeper into that than those guys do. I'm not just saying that because I work with them or wherever we're affiliated. Um, a lot of stuff's bullshit. So Yankee concept. So I like the, I like Donald throwing this ball here. You can see he's decided to throw this ball. One, he sees his corner carrying. He sees the inside leverage. He knows he can fit it over the linebacker. So I like the decision to throw this ball again. Don't like the execution. He throws the ball over his head. He drops it. He's open. You got to hit this throw. There's multiple throws. We've seen, you know, this, uh, this game that he should have made that he did not make. So that add another to that list. Let's see the footwork. Does it have to do the footwork? Blocking. Becton, 45 degree set. Oh man, Beckton's freaking excited. The only concern with Beckton right now, and he'll fix his technique. Can he maintain his health? Not throw out negative juju into the air, but just his his joints, his knees. I'm not going to call it the beat reporter. Somebody said, oh, I'm worried about his shoulders. Because of his size, shoulders. Why? Oh, his shoulders. You're, you're worried about the weight. The, your, your shoulders don't bear weight. They bear the weight of your arms. But I'm worried about the knees, the ankles, um, even the hips, you know. So
1: 45-degree set, comes in the contact window, boom, two-hand punch. He's locked down. Runs him up the arc. Adoga, decent job. Van Roten, decent job. The one thing I want to
0: see from a McGovern is I want to see him take a more flat angle to this to get in front of him, not, not hit him from behind. Lewis does a good job, but still, pretty clean pocket, right? Darnold should make this throw. What does Darnold do? Nothing into that lead foot. There's no drive through this lead foot. Steps in place, in place, all arm your body tends to, I'm not going to say every time, tends to overcompensate for your lower body. So you throw the ball too hard or, or you sail the ball when, you're, when, you're, when I call you're ripping the ball. He rips the ball because there's no drive through his front foot. He plants it. There's no upper body and lower body disconnection. They rotate at the same time. Again, it just has to be a little bit different. You want the, the front foot to drive forward, the hips forward, the, the upper body to follow, not at the same time. All the arm, sails the ball, for what could have been a huge completion. Moving on, Donald interception in the red zone. people were correct, I think, in their uh evaluation of this coverage and either whether it be whether it be he thought it was zone and it wasn't zone or what most likely happened it wasn't man coverage, and he expected a zero a zorro call where they go first in first out um. Whatever it be, there there miscommunication. He he lets Cager uh, inside of him. Donald reading the, f- the the field as soon as he gets the, the to the bottom of his or the top of his drop, the bottom of his drop. I know that he's reading the side of the field. At this point, he should see Cager streaking, and these guys can recover to the outside. You have to safety inside. Cager isn't expecting the ball right here. He's gonna turn outside. So what do you have to do at this point? You either have to put the ball, float it towards the back end of the pile, the, the, the back on uh, the back line of the end zone, to uh, put it in a place that Cager only Cager can catch it, but he at this corner cannot recover, or or you put it on a line and you put it right at his outside shoulder, so he as soon as he turns for the ball, it's there. If he drops it, that's his fault. It's his job as a receiver to catch that ball. So if he were to put it on a line to his to his outside shoulder. He turns, the ball is right there in his chest. So, Donald either needs to be – in either way, in either sense, he needs to be quicker on the trigger, put it right on his body, or float over the top. But you cannot lead him to where the corner can make up to. Leads it to where the corner can make up to, jumps it. Again, the ball, if he's breaking outside, needs to be high and outside over here where the corner had no chance of making that play if he just floated it. Or the harder play is to put it right to his outside shoulder right here where he can turn and catch the ball. This isn't just money, money, quarterback. This is, this, is, this is quarterbacking 101. Float this ball. Doesn't do it. He needs to recognize where, where the potential issue is, and that's this corner making up ground underneath. Outside
1: shoulder, over top. Doesn't make the right decision. Puts it in one spot he can't. Boom, it's picked. The Blocking. pretty pretty solid adoga, adoga gets pressured here his his right hand shoots too
0: high you see what i said with, with the right hand with the hand shooting too high exactly what i explained with beckton is sometimes it will land on the shoulder and beckton if we're getting really really technical here which i like to do beckton because he's shooting at a higher angle his arm will be shooting down onto the shoulder so there's less chance of, of slipping over the top because he's shooting at a downward angle if you're shooting at an at a, at a even or upward angle your arm is gonna have more of a uh, is more the trajectory of slipping off of the shoulder. Little thing there, so, so Beckton has a little bit more of room to shoot at a higher angle, or a higher relationship to the shoulder to the body, because of his arm slot and where it's coming from. You guys watch this for the technicalities. That's that's what we're about. So Beck, uh his arm slips over the top. Uh, you have he, he gets long armed, rushes up the arc, rip gets throttle pressure, but everybody else does a pretty good job. Left hand shoots. They 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 contain the uh, the the
1: nose tackle, Lewis and McGovern. Van Roten does a solid job
0: again. Pretty clean pocket, minus you know, the pressure from the right side. But this is a play you need to make. Put it. He needs to put it higher here. Again, it's 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 a hard throw, or it's not an easy throw necessarily to put it over the top like that. But it's a throw you need to make.
1: Next play, 29. Darnold
0: hesitant. Yeah, it's a lot of the hesitancy. Okay, so drops back. Reads the middle, reads the left, reads the middle, reads the left. Like his eyes are bouncing a lot here. Middle left, middle left. Goes, up, goes to throw the ball, doesn't see it. What he should see right here is you know you have your receiver working on the drag. This guy, is a, he's way over the top, so lead him. I'm not even saying here. Like, whatever whatever you want to do. This looks like it might be an option route, like a jerk route from, from Barrios where he can, he can sit, go outside, or go inside, so it might be a, a jerk route. So Donald going not have to throw it there. But once he comes back to it, he pulls the ball down, get rid of the ball right here. The linebacker's over the top. He has inside leverage. He's running. His hips are, you know, are square. His hips are pointed to the outside. Who's going to win the outside angle right here? With his hips open, his hips open to that side, and his hips not open to that side. Him being a shifty uh, receiver, you know, relatively good
1: burst and a a middle linebacker. Throw the ball, get rid of the ball, throw it there, lead him. Play need to make. He drops the ball down, scrambles outside. So that's one. That's that's my first issue.
0: Second issue is Barrios right here. You have these two guys, the linebacker in coverage, and he's running to the sideline. There's nobody here to cover Barrios. Do you see what I'm saying with this hesitancy? Can that be fixed? I don't know. Okay, there's a guy over top. I meant to towards the sideline, I remember
1: now. But I want to see him throw the ball here. Get rid of it. Lead him. And his eyes are down the field right here. You can't make this throw. He's not recovering. He's not recovering. He's not recovering. He's not recovering lead him to the sideline. Not not upfield because you want the safety to get there. But lead him. What do you why?
0: Concerning. This this game, this game was very, very, very concerning to me. Very. With these these throws. This game and the Bills game are bad. Like bad, bad. And and the and the 49ers game is only okay. You know, minus these flash plays he's making. He's been he's not
1: been good. So um We'll see what happens the rest of the year, but he's got a lot to prove.
0: Again, is the pocket, is the pocket the cleanest that I've ever seen? No, he has some pressure, but is this, is this a big pocket in, in the interior if you step up? Yes. You have, you have McDermott who, who's, you know, they're been in the arc and maybe he can get there versus Houston. You have, um you have Adoga who is getting bull rushed a little bit, but, Listen, they both do their job, you know, relatively okay. He has to step up. The interior guys create a clean pocket. You know, McGovern and and Van Van Roden have this guy blocked. Uh, Lewis has this guy blocked. Hitch up in the pocket, have nice, clean, smooth feet, and hit this throw.
1: Herndon's wide open. Completely throws a ball. Now, Now, should Herndon catch this? In my
0: opinion, yes. It's on one hand, so it's not the easiest catch to make, but I, I would like to see him bring this ball in. It looks like he, he taps with the one hand and goes to catch it and, and misjudges where the ball is going if he's looking upfield. That's my opinion. So I don't think he looks this in like he could have. But Darnold, his feet are just so uneasy right here. Take, at this point, one hitch up. You don't have to hop into it. Just one clean, smooth hitch up and plant your feet and throw the ball. But he continues to climb, he's, he's, he's on his, he's he's getting toesy, he's on his feet and just throws the and, and, and throws the ball. Even if like if you don't have great lower body mechanics on this, you should be able to hit this throw. It's it's a it's a 15-yard ball, you know, even less, 12 yards.
1: Hitch up, smooth feet, throw the ball, deliver it 10 times out of 10. What does he do? Throws the ball behind him, misplay. Telling you, guys. Like,
0: and I and I get it. I, I get the whole. Argument for Donald, but with this stuff that I'm showing you, and I'm not just picking bad. Listen, if you you if you think I'm just picking out the bad plays, you you haven't been watching this show for very long. You don't know me very well. Um, This is concerning, and will this be fixed? I don't know. So. You have to bank on him with seeing this stuff, him being a top-ten quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Do I care about being a, an 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, nine and seven team, getting bounced in the first round of the wild card and shit? No, I don't. I want to win the Super Bowl. So if this guy can't bring you, then you have to move on, especially if the number one pick,
1: you know, or number two, and it's Fields or Lance or whoever. Hesitant, okay. So one – there's two throws in this. Reads the reads the middle of the field, reads the linebackers, reads the left side of the field, goes back to the middle. Malone is open right here. Linebackers, linebackers. He could put this ball right at right, general
0: accuracy right to right to uh to, to Malone right here. Doesn't is he gets stuck on reads like he gets stuck on reading the side of the field? He just continues to like just not go through smooth progressions. Doesn't like what he sees, rolls out to the right. I like how he pulls the ball down right here, away from that arm that he sees coming. So good awareness right there. Again, his eyes go down right here. What does the Darnold do from, from 2018 against the Packers or against the Texans? He sees Herndon right here. He floats this ball over the top. It, it, I, it happened. It, I, I watched that game. This is not the Darnold that we had year one. And that is very concerning. It, it's because of a lot of things. Um, but here, he continues to read the field. He's no, he's not going anywhere. He's not, he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not splitting these guys around the field. He's gonna slide. Keep your eyes active. See Herndon right here. Or Malone initially doesn't. Herndon does what he has to do, drifts upfield. Darnold can jump past this. Well, you know, or he used to be able to jump past this a million times out of a million. Um, but now he's just off, man. It's just not there right now. Especially in this game. Hopefully, he bounces back. And if he doesn't versus the Broncos, you got some bad news for you. I don't know if he's ever coming back. I'm um, not sure to be too negative, but he, he deserves to be hammered this game. He was terrible. Miss Turnedin. Yeah, this game is littered with bad plays. This is, this is the worst. Yeah, this is a really, really bad game. Okay, so... <clears throat> the picks were actually more excusable than this. Like that, you know, the, the one pick, like bad decision, but I get it kind of, you know, this, like missing Herndon there, missing Herndon there, missing Malone, missing Barrios as a hot read,
1: missing Hogan over the middle. Like it was just bad. Drops back. They run all the routes to the sticks. I don't know what's the down, what, the, what is the downage? Down I don't know, I don't know the yardage or the
0: situation is. I think I should. I didn't mark it. Okay, regardless, I didn't mark it on the Y. Check down, uh, curl flat, and and then just two sit routes. And again, Darnold just doesn't see the whole field. Play action, kind of. Reads the linebacker. His eyes are, his eyes go to the left right here. I don't know why he doesn't stay on Herndon right here, or whoever is this Herndon. No, is that is this. Uh, yeah, it's Herndon. Herndon. Has room. He's maintaining, he's maintaining his leverage on the receiver. He's open up to the inside. General, general accuracy. Fire the ball to Herndon, ideally because this corner's outside and he's and open inside. Put it on him to his inside hip. Put it there. He catches the ball. He turns upfield. He gets to the, you know, even just the first down or, or the 40 or potentially
1: even longer. Darnold doesn't see it. Checks the ball down with guys right in front of him. And he gets tackled. But Herndon's open.
0: There's guys open. So, blame it on the talent, blame it on the coaching. There are plays that are schemed open. There are plays, there are players open on these plays that he is not making. So, it's easy to see broadcast and say, oh, there's nobody open. I showed you plenty of plays where guys are open. I'm showing you Herndon open right now that he didn't hit. It's just his processor's off. Middle of the field. Looks to the he, – he, his eyes are locked in the middle to the, to the right and then just locked. Never sees, never sees Herndon could
1: easily put it up put up on his inside shoulder and run upfield. Checks it down. Donald picks
0: six. This is a miscommunication in my opinion. Um I don't know necessarily necessarily know if he should even throw this ball even if it was not. But um looks like Donald's like Darnold's expecting it this is like a cab concept. What he's expecting at least like with the with the with the uh, with the uh, dig and then the, the option right here. That's what I call what I, That's what I call spin concept. So that's what it looked like he was expecting. And whether it be the wrong play call, the receiver didn't know what was happening. It looks like he was expecting this receiver to break inside right here. And he was going to try to deliver that ball in there. Would that have been a good decision anyway? No, because the corner was right over the top of him. And this guy is underneath this linebacker, um, but it wouldn't have made it look as bad. The receiver does not expect it. He runs a he runs a comeback instead of a instead of a um, dig route. Ball is picked pick six. Miscommunication. That who you put this on? Coaches the, the receiver the, the quarterback. What was supposed to happen? I cannot tell you. I don't have the play sheet. I don't have what they're taught. But you don't want to see this, regardless. Obviously,
1: it's a pick six. I don't think you should throw that ball anyway. Even if he was expecting a dig. Um.
0: Moving on, do I have more plays? Yeah, a couple more plays of of Donald. I uh, I'm I'm laying off of him soon, but um, again, I gotta be I gotta be fair. Three more plays of Donald. Uh, we're gonna play forty four. Okay.
1: Darnold missed Hogan over the middle. Okay. Drops back, reads left, reads middle, reads right. Pretty clean pocket, right?
0: What I want to see here, what you need is a quarterback. You need accuracy. You need pocket. You need pocket presence. You need poise. You need anticipation of windows. Guys are blocked up right here. Reading the route concept. They're running overs. Well, they're, run, they're running like a switch. A switch over concept right here. Really, like a three lever, three layer. It's like almost like a. It's like a mesh Yankee and then you have the you have the overs from from the uh from the field side what do I want to see Donald do here I want to see him recognize that this receiver is carrying this corner deep this this corner is not going to leave this receiver you have the the over um route underneath who the linebackers are reacting to Reacting up, stay in the pocket. That I know you're getting a little bit of pressure here. Stay in the pocket. You could hit, you could hit, uh, is that Hogan? Yeah, you can hit Hogan over
1: the middle right here. This is open. This is anticipation of windows. You can anticipate that window from here, like especially here. But Darnold just needs to just, just stay. this is what I say, like he's he's leaving the pocket
0: too early. That he left the pocket too early right there scrambled out to the side of the field where there's nobody to throw the ball to and then scramble for what, three, four, five yards, whatever it is. But anticipation of windows right here, this is going to be open. Especially if he was really good, he would pump, take this, bring this linebacker up and then throw this behind him. People do that, by the way, to open up their own windows. And it's open regardless. I think throw the ball and he doesn't scrambles out. And that's the end of the day. Two more plays at Darnold. Donald Miss Barrios man. I, I didn't realize. I, I went through this, this tape real quick to try to get it out today. I've had to work, so I've had to really cram this in, but I didn't realize there was, was this many plays. <laughs> Drops back, reads the left side of the field. I don't know what his eyes are locked onto, but you have a third and five situation. You have Barrios running over the middle on what looks like another jerk route again, an option route. Inside, he's he's he has room vertically, vertical relationship with the linebacker. So, the linebacker's not gonna be able to close on it. He breaks inside, he's open. You put that ball, general accuracy. I know that he he reacts a little bit to the right side because of the pressure and Darnold rolling out. But if he were to throw the ball here and lead him, this is open. What does he do? Catch the ball, runs forward for five, ten yards. Darnold doesn't see it. He, he freaks out with pressure in his face when there is pressure, which McDermott did let some pressure up. I, I get that, but. Read the leverage of these guys. He's over the top running out, running it
1: out. This is covered. This guy right now is not an option. Go to your third reader, whatever your progression is. Barrios is open. Throw the ball. Get it there. Scrambles out. Doesn't pick up the third down. Yeah. Moving on.
0: Donald, nice play. Needs more air. That's what I said. Needs more air. Okay. Again, these two highlight plays get put on Sports Center, but they don't see the rest of it. Again, and I want Donald to work out, but it's just not. So drops back, gets pressure off his left side again because McDermott's not good. Gets out of the pocket. All great. Goes a th- th- shows that this DB, whoever he is, that he's going to throw the ball. Gets outside of him, good athleticism, breaks that tackle. Again, he has that ability, that Tony Romo type stuff. He's not Big Ben. He's not Lamar Jackson, but he has that ability. Sees Herndon, breaking up the field right here, throws the ball. Now, what does he need to do? He needs to put more air in the ball. Why does he need to put more air in the ball? This is open. Now, it's not an easy throw. He scrambled out to his left. He just broke open. But it's just like general awareness of if there's anybody who's going to work his this ball, it's underneath defenders. you got to put it over the top. Darnold doesn't put it over the top.
1: The defender works back to the ball. i sure from this angle. Again, drops back, reads his left.
0: Adoga uh, does eh. okay right here. Not the best. I want to see him widen his guy out a little bit more. Uh, McDermott is bad. Shoots his hands wide. Gets his arms controlled. The guy rips. Bends. Almost gets to Darnold. Darnold escapes it. Steps to his right. Feeling that pressure off
1: his left. Sees another guy. Scrambles out now to his left. fakes the throw or shows he's going to throw.
0: Fakes out the defender, the DB. Continues the sideline, waiting for some guy to get open. Herndon recognizes that the, the up, the, you know, the vertical part of the field is open. Donald floats it, but doesn't put enough enough air under it. He or not uh, not enough uh, he doesn't get enough depth on the throw. Floats it up there too much. Herndon has to work back to it. Number 31 works back to the ball. Now if he were to to see this and Herner would have to adjust. Yeah, guess what? It's it's Hernan's job to do that. If he sees the ball has a little bit more a little bit more uh, whip to it, he has to run up the field and catch the ball. He has to adjust to that. But he needs to put more air under this. No, that's my thoughts. Doesn't do it. Ball is deflected. Moving on from Darnold. Um, there's not a lot of and 17 for 29, 168 yards, one one. TD three picks. I said he need to limit these games, maybe to one, two, three this year, um, to show me he's the guy. Undoubtedly, he's had two bad, one good. He can only have like another bad game or two before it's like, listen, man. Whether be taking a guy at you know two, three, trading up from five to three, wasting picks, whatever it is, we're, we're going to discuss it all off season. Um, I'm going to be pretty quick with the studs because there is not many who deserve studs. Uh, I'm going to give Barrios my third. Um, four receptions, 64 yards. I, I think in in relief of Crowder, he's shown that he could be a depth piece, maybe even a, a long-term starter. You know, let's say if you did have Mims and let's let's just say it's, let's just say it's and I want more than this, but let's just say it's Mims, uh, Juju Smith and Barrios. Can, I, can you get by with that? Yes, but I want more, so I want Barrios to be a depth piece. Now, if you have you know like I said, Mims, Juju, Crowder barrios and then like a, a, a second or third round receiver then you're looking at a, pr- a pretty solid group you know um but he's he's been pretty solid in, in his uh r- relief duties uh my second stud of the game a guy who stepped up um when he's gotten a chance at first he was injured in the camp and all that stuff but uh with the rams when he was playing with the rams he's pretty solid and now with the jets he's he's proven that he could be a decent rusher for the jets and hopefully he continues to, to build on it um that being uh, John Franklin Myers. So he's my first stud of the game. Um, This is a play where I'm going to bash Austin again, Uh, but this is more about John Franklin Myers. So, again, just watching Austin really quickly, outside leverage, opens his hips up instead of weaving, is not backpedaling. Again, what does this do when your hips are open like this and you're running down
1: the field? You're not going to be able to react to anything to the outside that he breaks. Breaks outside, loses him, and the ball
0: is overthrown. This is open. Philip Rivers could have hit this. He did not. So Austin gets beat. What should Austin do? Again, open your hips up, weave, break on the ball. What does he do? He gets into a shuffle technique. He's most likely looking inside. He sees his peripheral vision. The receivers start to stem inside. because At first, it's outside. Then it's vertical. He reacts to the vertical. Now that puts him in even more of a shitty position to get outside. The guy breaks outside, not a great break at all. Beats Austin, the ball is overthrown. Bad
1: play by Austin, but the, the, the it's a misthrow. Or a throw. John Franklin Myers, left side. Rushes up the arc. Whether he's playing the bull rush at, or, or not, um, the right tackle aids him
0: in doing so by opening his chest up like he does right here. Frank Lamar takes advantage of it. Honestly, his hands a little bit lower. Bull rushes, throws him to the ground, and pressures Rivers. Now, you could contribute him with this missed throw because if he didn't have that pressure, if he didn't see that pressure coming off his right side, would he have continued to drift to the left and not completely set his feet and have to fade into that ball? Maybe. So, good job, good power. He has good straight line speed, power. Um, and you can see it right here. he just He just trucked this guy over.
1: Good play. Bad play by Austin. All
0: right, cover two, invert. John Franklin Myers hold. Seer PD. Okay, so they run an inverted cover two. So we're gonna have one of the are gonna have one of the corners playing in a deep half. Yep, deep half, deep half. Tampa four underneath zones. The Seer does a good job right here. Um, so he gets into a shuffle technique, but do you see how he's 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 playing the quarterback, but also playing this kind of peripheral vision. And the the good thing about this shuffle technique is, do you see how? He's opened his hips up, but he's not overreacting. He's not in full sprint. Like He's pretty patient with his feet right here. Sees the brick, Sees the quarterback throwing the ball, loading up to throw the ball. He breaks to the near shoulder. Plays the ball deflection. Good play by him. I'll, I'll give credit when it's due. Again, I'll, I've hammered this year plenty, but this is
1: actually a good play. Pass deflection. Now watching Franklin Myers. Five tech right here. Gap exchange. Shoots inside. You have Nelson who does not do a good job right here. I'll, I'll be honest. This is,
0: this is not a great play by Nelson opening up like this and, and hopping. You see how his feet hop? That's, what, that's His feet hopping like they do is why he can't react to John Franklin Myers uh, knifing inside like this.
1: Franklin Myers quickly reads that. Sees the leverage. Club, arm over. Club, arm over. Power. Power to work through that. Power to work through that. Gets a hit on Rivers. So good pass rush move, good power.
0: Um, while he's rushing and staying vertical. This year, your good good pass deflection. 45. forty-five. Three more plays of of uh John Franklin Myers. Who deserves it? He did he did well. There's not many guys. Like I don't know if I could have went really far past three of studs like studs you know whatever uh pressure okay off of the left side he is
1: the seven tech right here in a four-point stance rushes the arc and the right tackle again who did not play very well at least in these last
0: couple of reps he opens his hips up too soon he gives him in the inside john franklin myers recognizes it takes advantage Uses like a double swipe, but it's really like more of like a club, just to throw him to the outside. Clubs him to the outside, works past the arm, and gets pressure. Gets his hands in the face. Now, was the ball completed, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, but still, this is this is a pass rush win for him, for me.
1: He wins that rep. He Gets pressure. Pass deflection. He's rushing from a four-eye wide three, loose three. Initially, he doesn't win. He, this is this is just too condensed right here. There's really there, this
0: this a gap's too tight for either one of him or a Q to win. It's not open. He continues to drive his feet. The uh, center goes to pick up the block on him, and he just continues to 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 stay low, power through the traffic. Sees the Rivers loading up on the uh, to throw the ball. Hits the ball slash hand. I forget which one it is. I think it's the arm or the hand. Ball is floated up there. Basham almost makes the pick, but doesn't. So we'll play in full speed. Just this is just this is just effort and, and power. Doesn't win. Power to work through all that traffic. Gets the deflection. Good good effort there. That's that's awesome. Good job by him. I think I have I've one more play. Which play is it? Forty-five. All right. Near stuff, okay. Oh yeah, he doesn't make the tackle here, but it's in a tough spot, I believe.
1: All right. Again, like he's he's showing flashes for sure. They're running like a more of like another duo type play here.
0: Quarterback tries is trying to basically, like Based on the handoff right here, they're trying to get the defensive flow right to get these guys in position to block down um, on their guys. John Franklin
1: Myers steps inside with the right tackle, gets his hands on first, plays low, club arm over. He takes advantage of the of the he, he like backdoors them right here because the the
0: right tackle is trying to step inside, so his momentum's going to in inside, so he's going to go inside with them,
1: let them continue to go inside, club them. Arm over, beat him to the outside. Uh, yeah, you want to see him make
0: this tackle, though, for sure. So, if May comes clean, you want to see him wrap up and make this tackle for sure. Drop your shoulder into him. He doesn't. He gets He gets kind of actually hit by May and is able to make the tackle. So, bad job not making the tackle, but overall, um, still a good job beating that right tackle pretty cleanly. Moving on from him. Uh, Becton, I gave him my first stud when he was in. He played great. Uh, only got four plays of him again. I don't – you know, he didn't play a, a ton of this game. We would have had a lot more plays that he didn't. He only played until halftime. I showed a couple of his wins already um, involved in other plays. But, again, I'm going to move through this relatively quickly show. i show just make, make the show relatively quickly. So, Becton, left side. Good balanced feet. Good knee bend. Has a good relationship to the outside rusher. He's opened up a little bit here on, in this vertical set because he knows he has help in the, in the B-gap from the running back. I don't think he would if, if he did not have that help. So he does a good job framing him, uses his length, gets his hands on, completely locks him down. And there's a lot of those Darnold plays too. We go back, we watched Beckton's plays where he was locking up Justin Hughes from me scrambling out. I don't know if I highlighted as much as I should have because my mind's going a different thousand different directions, but overall really good job right here. You have Lewis who does not do a good job right here. You see Buckner rushing inside. I think that's Buckner rushing inside on you. I want to see him cover with his hips, not not freeze his feet and shoot his hands. You see his, free, his, his, his feet freeze. They freeze. Allows him to beat him to the inside. Gets pressure on Darnold. And Darnold throws the ball to, uh, to Barrios. So it's a, it's a, kind of a bullshit pass interference, in my opinion. And the Jets get a first down. So good job by uh, Becton, though. Not a good job by... Uh, what's his name? Becton and Wesco uh,
1: blocks. I'll talk about Wesco a little bit, but he's been pretty impressive. Becton. Again, they're
0: running like another lead outside zone. Becton takes his the left foot taking like another zero steps. He evaluates what's happening on the edge, if he's, what angle is he going to have to take to the second level. Um, again,
1: they, they stuck with that zero step he used at Louisville. Gets his hands on hand on the hip,
0: drives his feet, runs him outside. Look how, look how much he defines gaps for people. Was, was, even if Beecham had this type of leverage on a guy, would he create this movement? No, because he wasn't very strong. Back is making a massive impact on the running game. As compared to Beecham. And even in the passing game is better than Beecham because Beecham had solid technique, but he got bull rushed because he just wasn't strong and he had short arms. Beckton is a freak and he's playing with pretty solid technique. He can clean some things up. We, we talked about that a lot last week if you want to go back and watch it. If you didn't, you just go to the Beckton. By the way, I didn't shout out this guy if you're watching the whole show. We have a guy who is time stamping all of the things. So if you go to the show and you're like, listen, I don't give a shit about the Jets' defense. I don't care about Donald. I want to move on. I only really care about Beckton and Quinlan Williams. We have a guy who's a fan of the show who. Uh, I'm pretty sure under every single show in the comment section when you can watch the show, he's going to timestamp everything. So you can go to hit to him. If you see a bunch of timestamps, just go and watch that guy. If you don't want to watch two, three hours and you want to watch just 15 minutes, that guy's going to help you out. And he's going to timestamp it. I think that's freaking awesome. So I really appreciate that guy for sure. Beckton gets his hands on, drives him to the outside. Wesco does a good job. again, Taking advantage, you're going to react to, to, to 53 right here. 53 goes inside, let him go inside. Block his outside shoulder. If he goes outside, run him outside. So he does a good job saying patient, dropping his shoulder, opening up that lane for, for, uh, for Gore. So great job by Wesco. Getting low, dropping his
1: shoulder, running him outside. He does exactly what his job is, what he's supposed to. Everybody else has a pretty solid job too. You'd like to see Gore, um, to be honest, get a little bit more skinny right
0: here. He can get through this hole, but he just doesn't have the quickest change of direction. You'd like to see him get a little more skinny and stay and keep his feet clean right here. Um, but still, good job. Overall. Uh three or two more plays of him again. We're gonna get through this.
1: 1719. All right. Mid outside zone, back Zone steps.
0: It's more like a zero step, actually. I, I don't want to see. I, I want to see that change a little bit right there. I, I want to see him not cross his feet, but it's okay. Runs as a guy outside, helps out Griffin, gets the hands on extension, works to the second level. A really good angle for the second level. He's not going too flat. He's not going too aggressive. He takes a good angle, gets his hands on, runs him outside. Look at that hole that he's opening. So now it's – this is not a big old hole. Like, it's – you know, there's some guys here. We'll talk about that. But um, overall – and I think, again, Griffin does a little bit of credit because he has done better this year in blocking. He, he has. Gets his hands inside, runs his guy out. Good angle. He blocks his guy. Um, good job by him. Adoga, I think on the backside takes a good angle to cut off his guy. There's some guys who will take a really vertical angle and let the guy come over the top. There's guys
1: who will take a too flat of angle, whatever. He takes a good angle to cut his guy off. Cuts his guy off. Good job by Adoga right there. Um, I want to see Lewis cover a little bit more on the side. Everybody else does a fine job. It's just sometimes
0: they just don't you know they all want to go for two, three yards, or whatever. I, I I don't want to kill uh, anyone that play and take too too long going over. All this because, again, short shelf life of the show, Uh, 19. Beckton, bad block. McGovern, not healthy. Okay, so, again, there's some plays where he's going to have to improve on. What happens here is an overset. Um, Donald dumps the ball off. But the the one – so, if you have a screen pass, the one place you do not want to get beat is inside because the screen pass is a little bit longer. Um, You know – developing actually no it's actually relatively short developing honestly so you don't want to get beat to the inside because those are the guys who are gonna get the pass deflections those are the guys gonna get hits on the quarterback so you want to on screen passes you want to cheat inside deckton oversets right here this outside foot again ideally you want it splitting your guy it is not it's a little bit too far to the outside he's giving up too big of a b gap the guy uh, is able to, to give him a hesitation but one two crossover clubs him inside and gets inside on Darnold. So there shouldn't be that much pressure on his face for that screen pass. So back in a little bit of over an oversight, but again, he's going to improve. Gets the ball out to Belash. And McGovern, let's see. Second level, number 60. I'm saying he's not healthy on this play. Let's see why. Yeah, man, he just his changed of direction, his effort. Like it's not, he's not a low effort player. He just, he was hurt this game. You can tell he's laboring. That's not him. He's a lot better of an athlete than that. So moving on. Um, bad from the offense. Again, there's not a lot of plays left. I'm, I'm doing a couple plays each of some of these guys, but not a ton. Uh, bad from the offense, um, I put Greg Van Roden. He was he was not great this game, Herndon with his drops. But, again, he was missed on a couple plays where he adjusted to the ball or adjusted to Donald Scrambling, didn't make the play. McGovern, again, looked hurt. Uh, Griffin, overall, he dropped that one ball. I don't know if I put it on here, but he dropped that ball. I think I had it on here, but maybe I forgot to – I deleted it, whatever it may be, but not a good game by him. Uh, bad from the defense, Greg Williams playing Q, 55% of the snaps and dropping the coverage at least two, three times. Do not like it. Um, so bad on Greg Williams for how he's using Q in this game. Again, I, somebody asked me last week of, you know, do you think it's an adjustment to just the Niners game, how he was penetrating more single gapping, or is this the way they're using him forward? I can't answer that question because I don't know what Greg Williams is thinking. I want him to be a single gap penetrator more. He wasn't in this game, and they only put him for 55% of snaps. Why play your first round pick? Who dominated last game, only 55% of snaps? I don't know, you know. Uh the linebackers were terrible, defensive backs were terrible. Uh May missed tackles and was just meh. Williamson missed some tackles, wasn't great in coverage. Um good from the offense. I gave I gave Lewis a a uh a thumbs up. A Doga. I gave a thumbs up on one play of a Doga that I want to show. I, you know, I again I'm already highlighted him, or if I I've already highlighted him a couple times but this play uh specifically, I guess. Yeah, this is a great reach block. Backside, lead zone. He's in a tough spot where his – he you know, with him running to the outside, he's going to disregard this guy. Is this, a, is this a zone split? No, it's not. So, they're just really just discounting that guy. So, it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a lead zone. I'm not looking at everybody else right here because I'm just talking about uh, – um what's his name? Uh, Adoga. Bucket step right here. Comes back almost like – what comes back into place I want to see that a little bit I want to see this a little bit more quick um there's a little bit too much dead time right here but really good job again positional leverage versus uh versus uh, physical leverage gets his hands on and look once he engages the thing I really do like about his feet right here is he's not crossing over where he's losing a lot of power he's he's heel clicking a little bit or is that does this – no,
1: it doesn't look like his feet cross over. I don't think so. Gets his hands on. Feet don't look to cross over. No, they don't. Oh, they might right there. Oh, they, they do right there a little bit, actually. So, I want to see that limited it a little bit.
0: But hands on. Works his hips. Gets inside of his guy. This is not easy on a one-tech, even if the one-tech is trying to shoot the B-gap. Hands on. Gets the left hand on the chest, the inside, and then works as a pivot point. Works his hips, works his hips, works his feet. Gets inside. Great reach block on the backside from from Adoga. Moving on. And overall, for him coming in spot duty, I thought he played pretty solidly. That was that was an impressive game. So now next game, if he is playing or whatever, do I feel as bad about him starting? No, I think he was pretty impressive um again giving credit where it's due Uh, you know there's be some guys people don't like while still had good games uh Kalen Balaj, you know listen I don't think he's a great running back but I think when he's in there he's breaking tackles he showed showed some burst showed some speed um five receptions 44 yards I have one play of him but I I think you know again I'm sure a lot of people are like oh my god really you're talking about Kalen Balaj? I don't like it either but I have to give credit where it's due screen pass Balaj right here leaks out Again, good burst up the field, breaking tackles. Catches the, catches the ball inside, outside. Stem him outside a little bit, break inside. Breaks inside. See this guy coming over the top, breaks inside of him. Continues right up the field. Drops his shoulder. First number 32. Boom, breaks that tackle. Continues to keep his feet under him. Drives forward for another five, six yards. playing in full speed. Um, again. Credit where it's due. I know a lot of people want to talk about Kalen Balaj, but if you had a good game or a decent game, he had a decent game. Moving on, uh, Wesco, uh, Overall, his blocking has been really impressive to me. Or not like not like amazing, but pretty damn solid for him as a as his fullback type role. He's taking on fullback, h Uh, This is his role. He's more of a fullback this year in blocking than he is actually a tight end. So you can almost call him a fullback tight end versus tight end fullback. So you have two good blocks. Again, just watching these guys, not everybody else. Um, Adogo's putting a tough spot right here with that penetration to that B gap. It's just, it's just not an easy spot. So some plays are not going to work. But we'll watch it again um, for Becton. Becton, good job not crossing his feet. More of a zero step. Shuffles, hands on. Gets in his guy's shoulder pads. And drives him outside a little bit. You have... Wesco, again, really good angle. I like the angle for the second level. Inside shoulder, drops it, blocks the sky of the play. Again, the guy dropped his shoulder, so did not create as much movement as maybe you would necessarily, you know, that's ideal, but he handles it well. Stands him up, he doesn't get blown up into Gore. Gore, again, he's not running like super well. He's not. He's just not seeing holes I think he would have in his past. He's just trying to hit anything that's open because he doesn't have the explosion um, to cut backside and the lateral quickness. I've showed a lot, but here you want to see his eyes more active. This is super clogged. What's open? Now, is this the easiest cut to make across this this much turf? No, but I want to see so I want to see a little bit smaller steps, a little bit lower of his weight. Drop, cut, go up. They're still going to be pursuing inside, you know, over the top. So drop, cut, Inside, cut, outside. Like, there, you have to make some two, two cuts. This is the stuff that Bell is. I am so much more encouraged about the run game when Bell comes back because, and even though he missed some holes week one, he can make this play. Bell is going to bounce this and go up here. So I'm really excited for Bell to come back week five just to see how, because this, this, you know, whatever PFF does, oh, well, they're averaging this or that or that or whatever. I've shown plenty of missed holes that, that Bell's not seeing. And it was there. He tried to get there a little bit too late. And uh, he just doesn't have the athleticism he used to have. So good good uh it was blocked relatively well. He had a cutback, it just he couldn't hit it. So um moving on from that. Uh I'd say basham played okay. Still overall he's he's mech, like he he makes some plays in the run game, some plays in pass, but overall it's just okay. Uh let's see, I have one play of him run stuff that's decent, but I still put him in a bad uh, just not getting a ton of um pass rush.
1: So Right side, right here. He is a six-eye, three-point stance. Z- offensive line zone steps. He steps with them, lowers his helmet, gets his hands on
0: um, the right tackle, who had the most, who had a decent amount of trouble this game. Uh, penetrates the B gap. He think that's where the run is going. Penetrates it, gets his hands on,
1: runs stuff. So good power right there, and good feel for that blocking scheme. Huff, I put I put oh that's
0: this is the good from the defense. Sorry. I, I put I I put the good from the defense. So I did give him a more positive grade, but still overall he was just, you know, okay. Nothing great. But still I'm I'm talking about not a starting linebacker, but as a reserve guy, I think he's okay. Uh Huff had a pressure or two, which again for his first game, uh, I'll give him some credit for. He is right here, I think. The uh wide five. He has the power. He has the power and the and the uh the speed rushes up the arc. Right tackle respects the arc, opens his hips up a little bit too soon. So now his momentum is going back. Huff's going to try to take his power through him as his momentum's not working to Huff. Huff gets low. Tight elbows. Look at this. Good leverage. Tight elbows. Hands inside. Bull rushes him. Gets the hit on, on River's elbow, who dumps it off. By the way, Austin's beat here again. Too far off. You're playing, the, you're playing the you're playing the you're playing the inside. Um, you want to force guys to the outside there. in well, it, it, the slot that's why it's so hard to cover cover because you can go inside or outside. But him here, he's, he's just letting his guy too much space again. No hands on. You're you're playing their your hands behind your back. Everything is covered well. You know, uh, May is covering well. Pool is covering well. But right here, if this ball is on target, because you know. His arm didn't get hit by Huff. He catches this and runs for extra yardage
1: because um, you have uh, Boston never got hands on. So again, good rush up the arc, forcing the right
0: tackle to open up his hips. Leverage, tight elbows, bull rush hand on. Awesome. I, I want to see him develop, uh, in, into that rusher, you know, for the jets, uh, good for the defense. Again, another guy who you're not going to want to hear really hear about. I'm not going to put up any plays. I thought Henry Anderson made some plays in the run game, but never in, in pass rush. He's, he's no impact in the pass rush game. Um, so he's gone next year for like $9 million, whatever. Uh, I, I put, I put Q played. Okay. This game, not great, not terrible. Again, 55% of snaps dropping the coverage, a lot of times where he was rushing against two guys who were blocking him, things like that. So I gave him
1: okay for this game, just not, just not great. Again, you have the you have the the Colts right here who try to run you know outside zone
0: from shotgun, which I do not like. I think it's too long developing. It's not one of my favorite plays. Q. Aggressive step up field sees Nelson coming into the block, drops his shoulders, drops his pads into him, gets inside of him, so he's lower and inside. Drives him backwards while keeping his eyes into the backfield.
1: Running back tries to cut him inside of him. Q drops his hips. Drops. Arm out. Tackle. I don't know. I think a,
0: I think a run stuff versus Quentin Nelson, who's the high, most highly respected guard in the league, is pretty good. Boom. Explosion. Right into him. Eyes in the backfield. Run with the flow of the offensive line. Disengage. Tackle. Good job. play Q tackle the last play Q. I got like a few miscellaneous plays, I think, and that's pretty much it. And we're gonna wrap this up. with the Broncos game super quickly because I didn't honestly I thought that I wasn't getting this whole show out today. So uh I didn't do anything for that but we'll talk about it quickly. It's by the time a lot of people listen to this again it's gonna be over. Again, so there's some gap exchange, whether whether it be that you know it looks like he's responsible for the A, and now you know Williamson's responsible for the A, and he's responsible for the B, whatever. There's a gap exchange or two steps to the right side, sees that the left tackle's coming t- coming down to block him, hands inside, and now it's it's both the right guard Nelson and the left tackle Costanzo, who are trying to combo and 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 you know drive him up the field. Hands inside, holds his ground, working off his of insteps. Is lower than these guys, working off his of insteps. Wide base, holding his
1: ground. Reads the running back. You can see his eyes on the running back right there. Sees running back about to come to his level. This is I like this. I,
0: like again, is, did he did he stuff the run? No, they got like five or six yards, but he made the play when he was double teamed, or a combo blocked. Hands inside, attacks attacks one guy, working off the insteps he's going to, he's going to peek at the running back, see the running back right here, sees that he's cutting inside. What is Q going to do? Because all of the momentum from the, from the um, offensive line is pushing up and through him. He's going to drop his hips, which is going to uh, create um, unbalance from the left tackle. Who's trying to drive him backwards. So it's like, almost like, you know, listen to how he's pushing you really hard against the wall. Then you take the wall away. They're going to fall on their face. It's kind of the same idea. Drops that left, hit, that
1: left foot to do exactly that. Turns his body, rips through, tackle. Good play in the run game, again. Good play. Moving on. Uh,
0: special teams. Man was, meh, this game didn't really punt that great. Um, Thicken made the extra point. That's a positive. Um, four plays of miscellaneous, and then I'm, I'm done with the film from this game. 13. But Williamson, again, wasn't great in this game. Uh, beat <clears throat> a couple times in coverage. But this is a run stuff from him. Gave him some credit. I also gave Q some credit here. Oh, no. Q comes into the combo again. Drops his head. Nelson's able to get position on him. He tries to to uh, to drop his hips and go inside, but he gets uh, pancaked. It happens. It's going to happen. Uh, John Franklin Myers right here as the four tech. hands inside of the, of the right guard and just is just driving down the line of scrimmage. Gets the, t- makes the tackle. So good job by him. Just, just working through that again, power. He has power. Williamson diagnosing the run. Hands on the center who works up to the second level. Power hands inside, throws him off himself. Reads a running back, drops his helmet, makes a tackle along with strong Franklin Myers. 35, 36, 39. 35, 36, 39. Don't let me forget it. How will you? I don't know. Griffin drop. Okay, yeah, this is like random. I should have put this with Griffin, but I did not. Griffin drop right here. Drag route, Donald sees him. This is third and three. Can Darnold have better footwork right here? Yes, it's all it's all upper body, but he puts the ball right on Griffin. Griffin lets the ball slide right through his hands and a drop. That's it. Pretty easy with that one. Williamson beating coverage. Okay, he's right here. Remember this one again. This is this is just like that spot dropping, not matching shit that I'm talking about. He should be. He's responsible for the two to the one. The one becomes a two. And it's uh, another cover two. Again, the outside guy's always gonna be responsible for one. The two breaks outside to become the one in the flat. Williamson at this point knows that he's responsible, you know, that B- button's responsible responsible for for Moelle like Cox. What should he do? He should get hands on the-, the receiver. And you know, obviously don't he's not gonna run with the receiver down the field, but he needs to get hands-on right here and then run with him, run underneath of him. Because you're running underneath of him, what does that do? That makes the quarterback flip the ball over the top, and that's where your safety should be. So if if he gets beat over the top right here, that's the safety's job to make
1: up for that, but he can't get beat underneath. He never matches. Receiver sits it down. Ball is completed. That's Williamson's job. Next play and the last play.
0: Cager catch route. Again, Cager, bad first route. This is a better route. Bottom of the screen right here. Uh, in, in inverted slot, like a tight inverted slot. He's going to the inside on this,
1: uh, on this over, closes ground on the DB foot fire, arm over. Right here, you're gonna see his left arm go over of the inside arm to defeat it, to work his hips past,
0: clubs him, is open over the middle. Good job. This is actually a decent throw by Darnold. Donald sees his him getting inside this
1: DB, uh, this uh, linebacker's uh, leverage, throws it inside of him. He hits it through this hole. Cager catches it, tucks it, takes absorb the hit. So good job with the foot fire, um,
0: or the short strides. Arm over catches the ball. Okay, five more minutes. Not really. In, I think that's yeah, that's it for the film. So let's go into the rest of it. Broncos game, they're playing their backup freaking quarterback. They, they have Melvin Gordon and, and Lindsey. Uh, I know Sutton's out. I know Judy's a little bit banged up. They have Hamler, so they have some decent receivers. Their tight end is – I. they have so many injuries. You can go to their website again. I, I did prep for this. But like, they're, they're missing – like, their starting right tackle, their second string left tackle – I mean, right tackle. They're back their starting center. They're missing – they're, like, a guard. Like, they're missing, like, a lot of their offensive line. This is a game I want to see Q. I want to see Franklin Myers. I want to see something, you know, Fadokasi and Shepard dominate a little bit more. Fadokasi and Shepard have been a little bit more quiet than last year, but again, Fadokasi is an inside star for the running stuff to the outside. So I don't expect it. I want to see more pass rush from Q Shepard this game. Franklin Myers and even Huff. Um, their defense. I know, you know, Von Miller's out. Like they're starting linebackers out. They're starting outside linebackers out. They're starting corners out. Like they're they're banged up. Their the whole team is banged up even more than ours. Um, so they're banged up. I know the Jets. uh I know, obviously, Bell is out and and Williams – I mean, uh, Mosley's out. Uh, I think a a new Wasar is out. Um, But the guys who could play, who aren't playing, I believe it's Davis and Perryman are out. Everybody else is questionable, but I think Becton's going to play. I think Fant's going to play. I think Crowder's going to play. So that's a positive. And then they get Mims back next week, hopefully, which I I really want to see him. How to win? Don't suck. Uh, the Broncos are going to try to take advantage of short routes, uh, shorter routes. The running game. They're going to try to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Set up play action, and they're going to try to give their quarterback easy uh, reads over the middle against the Jets linebackers. So they have to protect against that. Uh, get some pressure on him. He's not very good. Um, and the Broncos, like the Colts, did that. That that's a problem with Gates as well. Is they they ran a lot of cover one, and the Jets didn't take deep shots. They're just they're afraid to take deep shots. to take deep shots on his defense. Um, set the tone. Don't come out playing scared and afraid to lose. You know, come out playing like a pissed off zero and three team that you claim to be, and uh, and actually freaking try to win the game. But uh, at the same time, like do you want the win? Do you want to get fired? We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't have a score prediction written down. I picked the under. It's funny. I actually put a. I, I was just ballsy. I put a hundred. So just my betting, I put fifty on the Chiefs over, which is like fifty-four and a half. They scored 54 together, and you had Bucker who missed a extra point. A field goal well, pissed me off, so I said I came like screw it, hundred on the Jets in the over, whatever, 40 points. Then during the week I'm like Jets suck, Broncos suck, probably gonna be sloppy. Cashed out for 95 bucks, then put 50 on the under, which is 40, which means that the Jets, um, to spite me, and this is not in the pickems by the way for the people who are in the pickums I'll go over the pickems. This is not in it because I'm assuming a lot of guys won't watch this before, so I'm not counting this game, so it does not count for me to spite me. Because I picked the under, and I want, like, I, I, I'm always going to watch the game. I'll have a couple beers with me. This is the first time I could have a couple beers for Jets game, so I won't work that night. This is the first game I, like, want them to, to lose, so to get fired. I, I want them to lose now. I know once the game starts, I am them to win. To spite me, they will score the over. They will get the over, and they will
1: win this game. With the score being three, the score being...
0: 23 to third to 20 that's that that's the, the Jets are going to win the game to to get the over and then they're going to be in a conflict where I'll be worrying about the whole game oh my god are they going to fire Gase now the Johnsons they're going to win they're going to come out with a vote of confidence because they beat up a shitty injured Broncos team on Thursday in football and Gase will continue to coach that's going to happen because that's Jets fans lock the one game that Jets fans like a lot of them are okay, to just lose a game get freaking Gase out of here then win the rest of the season whatever they're not going to do that so um the Pickhams last week um Jets and Colts, the Colts won. Uh, Texans, Steelers, the Steelers won. Titans, Vikings, the Titans won. Rams, Bills, the Bills won. Uh, Bears, Falcons, the Bears won. Comeback fashion. Again, the Falcons cannot contain a game. Like both I, – I heard a podcast or I heard a stat or whatever it was on Twitter. The game against the Cowboys, they were up in the fourth quarter. They had a 99.9% win chance. The Ram, uh, the, the game this week against the Bears, they had a 99.1% win chance, and they lost. So – Good job, Falcons. The Bears won. Sunday night, the Packers won. Uh, Drew Brees doesn't look like the old Drew Brees. Uh, Monday night, Chiefs-Ravens. The Chiefs won. I picked the Ravens. I just thought their run game was not going to be contained. The Chiefs dominated. Uh, this week, the Pick'ems. I'll go through the games real quick and give you my picks. I'll talk a little bit about the game They give me your picks. 3-0 uh, no Steelers at the 3-0 no Titans. I picked the Steelers. Um, The Titans have not played a ton of good teams. The Steelers defense is super legit. I I think Tannehill is okay quarterback, but I don't think he's great. I think the Steelers defense would be too much. Um, They'll be able to contain that running game a little bit more than other teams have and they will win that game on the road. Uh, the 0-3 Vikings, the 0-3 Texans. Kirk Cousins has looked like ass. The Texans are too good to be 0-4. I think both teams are going to be too good to be 0-4. That's why it's a good game in my opinion. They're two super desperate teams. They're already in a really bad spot to make the playoffs. Both teams thought they were gonna be playoff contenders. Uh, you know, in, in the, in the, before the season started. So I think the Texans are going to win again. That's a hard game. I could see either that going either way because the Vikings actually looked decent last week and then blew the game. Texans without DeAndre Hopkins do not look very good they try to go with the uh spread it out approach first the force of DeAndre Hopkins it's not working Uh, the hardest game for me to pick is the next game the two and one Browns at the one and two Cowboys the Browns are have a really really good running game with Hunt and um but my issue here is that, that again they have a really good running game with Hunt and uh Chubb and they have Landry and Beckham. They don't take advantage of those guys because they don't throw the ball deep. They just, contain the, they just contain the game with the run game. Baker's not very good, but they have the weapons to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense is ass, but I picked the Cowboys. I don't know why. This is a game I feel bad about. The Browns might win this game. Uh, Cowboys haven't been very good this year, but they need to win this game, so I, I, and I don't have a ton of faith in the Browns and Baker Mayfield, so I picked the Cowboys, but again, I do not feel good about that one. Uh, they won two Jags at the 0-2-1 Bengals. The Jags had a good game against the Colts division rival thing. Uh, the Bengals, I think, with Joe Burrow are not giving enough time, but he'll be able to take advantage of the Jaguars a little bit because they don't have a great pass rush. I think the Bengals will take this game at home and go to 1-2-1. and one. By the way, the Eagles – Way to play with your tail tucked between your legs, Doug Peterson. That's a terrible decision, a guy a lot of people liked. And now, look, the, the, the Eagles are facing the Jets, are facing. And I'm not advocating for Gase, but injuries and a, a a MVP type quarterback, which he's not anymore, they might move on from because of injuries. He's not playing well, he's, he's sucking right now. Uh, they could have kicked a 63 yard field goal to try to win the game. What do they do? They, they take a delay of the game and punt the ball, so they played to tie the game. So, there's in that situation, when you punt the ball. You're playing to tie or playing to lose, where at least if you kick the field goal, at least you're going for the win. You know, uh, don't agree with that decision. Uh, so they tied. The I'm taking the Bengals. The 2-1 Colts at the 3-0 Bears. Another top, like hard game, but I think the Bears are going to ride the momentum of Nick Foles coming in and, uh, and winning that game for them last week in the comeback fashion against the Falcons at home. Uh, I think they're going to put some pressure on Rivers, forcing them some mistakes. I'm going to take the Bears in that game. The 3-0 Bills at the 2-1 Raiders. Um, I'm taking the Bills. The Bills are a good team. The Raiders are like an inconsistent team. Uh, they got blown out last week versus the Patriots. Uh, the Bills are a very, very good team who I think will be able to run the ball. And the Raiders who have a really piss poor run defense. So I'm taking the Raiders on – I mean the, the Bills on the road. The last game of the week, the 0-2-1 Eagles who are desperate and injured against the 2 and one 49ers. I think it's an interesting game because the Eagles absolutely need it. The Niners are uh, hurt. The Niners are home. I'm taking I'm taking the Niners in that game. I just think the Eagles suck. Uh they they're they're bad. They're really really bad. Peterson's not making great decisions. The, the you know, receivers aren't getting open. The offensive line is not good. The, they can't run the ball. Of course, wants to make bad decisions. The, the 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 defense isn't good. I think Shanahan will, will out-coach Peterson in this game. So I'm taking the Vikings either uh, for Niners have to recap uh I'm taking the Steelers over the Titans, the Texans over the Vi- Uh sorry, the Steelers over the Titans, the the Texans over the Vikings. The Cowboys over the Browns, the Bengals over the Jags, the Bears over the Colts, the Raiders over, or the, the Bills over the Raiders, and the 49ers over the Eagles. Send me your picks. You guys have been doing a good job with that. Again, whoever beats, whoever, if you beat me and Marcus, me or Marcus, or no, me and Marcus, you're getting two shirts and a free year subscription. If you don't beat us, but you come in first place of everybody else, I'll give you maybe a free shirt or two. So that's what we're kind of playing for. Uh, and it's just fun to do pick so I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, again, Monday night, 6 o'clock. This is being released Wednesday night, late Wednesday night. Uh, Monday night at 6. Tune in. Uh, air it out. You guys call in. You want to drop F-bombs. You want to talk about whatever. Do it. You know, You want to talk about the young guys, the old guys, who sucks, why gay sucks, who you want. Uh, Call in or message us. You know, talk on the YouTube, and then again, it's a mail. But I want to do a little bit of a mailbag just to get the show rolling. Uh, Drop questions in the YouTube below. Any questions that you ask this week, I'm going to throw it into the mailbag. So I'm going to make you tune in for the for the answer, Uh, or email me Joe Period It at JetsXFactor.com, or tweet me, or uh, DM me looking forward to talking to you guys on monday night and then after that monday night i'll probably have the review up either tuesday night or wednesday night of the of the broncos game uh drop those reviews really appreciate all the support titans fans raiders fans bills fans giants fans who are saying they're coming to learn film and i not like the jets so i appreciate you guys a lot uh and i'll see you in a couple days enjoy the game best you can have a few brews don't let it affect you too much